11 o'clock comics episode 83 <laughs> 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 oh don't bogart the echo that's David Spang. I could have thought about the echo. Oh, so guys, I am ready to talk some comics. Nice. Oh, it's like you weren't here last week. I know. It's like it's like I got like two. It's like it's like ten or tantric eleven o'clock. Wow! Wow! You're all bottled up. I'm already. You know, I noticed you guys didn't talk about any Marvel last week. No. Yeah, yeah. We well, we wanted to wait for you because we knew you'd, you'd be gushing to talk about the, the, the house of ideas. So, so excited. Fucking zombies. <laughs> <laughs> They're not zombies. They're not. I, I, I remember my first beer. Yes. Oh, what? David, tell them. They're not zombies. It's By the shit. way, I almost got punched in the face my first day of college for that joke. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> we were walking over a bridge, freshman year, first day, walking over a bridge, and with some of my hallmates, who are now unfortunately still my friends to this day, and one of my buddies, Ed, says sees a bunch of football players stumbling across, coming the other way, literally can't stand up one of the guys. And as we're walking by him, each one outweighed us by about 100 pounds. My dumbass now friend Ed says, "Yeah, I remember my first beer." At which point the guy thinks I said it and takes a huge swing at me, which thank goodness I was fast. I may not have been big, but I was fast, and I ducked. And then his his not as drunk football buddies held him back and were like, "Dude, he's not even the one that said it." Oh, no. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh uh, yeah. At least your buddy was right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hello, well, everyone. You know, Penn's got a terrible football team, so it couldn't have been that intimidating. <laughs> not that year, they didn't. But oh, okay. It's back in the day. Anyway, go ahead. Back in the day. Hey, everybody. 11 o'clock comics. Once again, I am Vince B. Uh, I'm Christopher Neesman. I'm back. Back. I'm David Price. I'm still here. David you know, I'm Cook Lazarus. No, you're not. You're Jason Wood. Uh, charming and slightly effeminate Jason Wood. Uh, <laughs> nice. And uh, get this, people at home, waiting in the wings, we have a guy who has this really cool ability to blend contemporary storytelling techniques with classic oh, comics craftsmanship. You've seen his work in the pages of Agents of Atlas, Stop Laughing, The Black Coat for Ape, and Heathentown for Image. Who is he? What's his name? I know. Say oh, it. me? Yeah. <laughs> Gabe Hardman. Oh, yes. Oh. Gabe Hardman in the house. We call him Gabriel, just yes, so you do. know. Yeah, because that's his name. Hey, man, how you doing? It's, I'm uh, good. It's good to finally hear your voice again. I was yeah, yeah. It was a long we, time ago. I was on that other podcast. The other, the other yeah. podcast. Whenever you were just a storyboard guy that was working on comic book movies. Yes, just a hack, just a yeah. wrist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no man, it's good to it's good to hear from you again. No, yeah. I mean you're 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 an eleven o'clocker on the forum, so I mean you're always around, and we follow you on Twitter and all that stuff. But it's good to good to actually. To, to hear your voice, zipping no, through I, the internet. I, I appreciate being uh, invited on the show. I'm I'm a I'm a fan of the show. Wow, cool. It's humbling, but uh, yeah, it's great that you're on. I was uh, I was giddy when you uh, when you accepted the invitation. So, and uh, you're you're putting out a lot of great stuff now. So it's a great time to have you on. Chat yeah, no, absolutely. 
and, and hopefully we'll, we'll get a little peek into the process if we can. Oh, yeah. Yeah, by all, all means. Right. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I just, before I just we do want that, to know what uh, happens in Agents of Atlas. That's all I want to know. Yeah. I want to nice. Know every backup that, that, that that's coming out and just spoil the hell out of it for us now. Yeah, no. Well, it is amazingly <laughs> confusing to find like eight pages at the back of like 18 different comic books. It's like It's like hunting for treasure, though. That's right. Yeah. That is, I hear, that is I hear, cool. yeah, you're in, you're in Deadpool. One of the four yes. Deadpool books. This I'm like, uh, it's like, it's like being a that those those senior citizen guys with the uh, metal detectors on the beach. You know, it's like I go to my LCS now. I'm sweeping, looking for the Agents of Atlas goodness, looking for that little right. as found in. Oh. They are, they are. They're like little silver dollars that are spread out throughout the comic racks. Thanks, Susan David and Anthony. Yes, do Vince. me do me a favor, buddy. Kick up your volume a little bit little because bit. your legions of fans, if they don't hear every <laughs> syllable. It's going to be trouble. Oh, you know? damn. Yeah. Speaking of legions, Chris, lead us, lead us, it's good to have you back, buddy. Oh, it's good to be here. I missed you guys last week. It has been a ridiculous couple of weeks here. I, I can't even start to explain some of the some of the crazy bullshit I've gone through in the last couple of weeks. So uh, so thank you for letting me uh, uh, allowing me to take last week off. It's good to be back. Wow. I missed you guys. Nice. Yeah, it's hard mm-hmm. that we haven't spoke. We haven't been on a show in uh, in three weeks together. I know that's so right because you were on before, vacation. Yeah. So yeah, yep. yeah, it's good. I miss you, buddy. I know, man. So have you forgotten your? You have a responsibility here, or have you forgotten that? Or oh my gosh, no. Um, yeah, I remember actually, my first drink. I, I'm sorry. I was <laughs> <laughs> I was enjoy I was enjoying my responsibility. All right. Yes. Uh, drink roll call. Uh, Wood. Since you reminded me, what are you sipping on this evening? I am having a whiskey sour. Ooh, that's Ooh okay. What what kind of whiskey? Maker's Mark. Ah, okay. So you're having a bourbon sour? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, you a... differentiate? Sorry. Okay. All right. No, I mean, I mean, well, okay, okay. Fair enough. Yes, a bourbon Te- sour. No. Now, technically, you're correct. It's a whiskey sour yeah. because bourbon is whiskey. Now, not all whiskey is sour. So technically, it's a bourbon sour, which would be a higher grade of whiskey sour. So well, there you that's... go. So I'm drinking a uh, I'm drinking a, a pimptastic. Nice. Whiskey sour. Yes. Yeah. You want you want uh, a, a nice little twist on that? Get um, uh, a little a little uh, Maker's Mark and squirt. <laughs> the squirt. We're back. To, we're going full circle. We talked about squirt back to yeah, like episode been, eleven, I think. It's almost been a you, year since uh, since <laughs> AY sent us the uh, the gift. Yeah, it's awesome. like it's like a carbonated bourbon sour. It's awesome. All awesome. right. Well, um, our guest Gabe, ha- have you uh, have you come uh, equipped with drink in hand? Yeah, um, I'm just drinking a vodka tonic. There you go. All right. Well, that's better than that. that that's better than Peppy Mac, guys. <laughs> oh, what come kind on. Of vodka, if I might ask her, does, is it, uh, it's just uh, absolute. Okay. Oh, just, you know, Ooh, just, yeah. just. That's how they roll in L.A. That's, I was just going to say, you know, I, <laughs> that's a well, yeah, that's, that's a well drink. Absolutely, a well drink. Hoops or something, you know. <laughs> no, no, Vince, are you are you still are you still on the Peppy Mac? You know, you have two very effective weapons to humble me. Intelligence. <laughs> no, listen, in, intelligence wise, you you could talk about alcohol or sports, and I'm like a troglodyte. I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about with, with the bourbon and, and the the. The whiskey. I have. I'm, well, I might as well ca- Chicago, I, and I'll take you to school. I It'll should carry good. a club. Really, I am drinking Pepe Mac. Pepe Mac. <laughs> That's awesome. See, I called it. I called it. David, how about you? Uh, I'm I'm uh, just sipping on a uh, a rum and coke. There you. What kind of rum? You? One hundred percent fine Jamaican rum. Myers Platinum White rum. Renee tends to like the uh, the dark, the spice stuff, but I went with the uh, I went oh. with the clear tonight. Nice. 
Very, very nice. I've had one of those weeks where I was really looking forward to sitting down and talking to you guys and just kind of been running running a little little crazy with work and and around comic stuff so i am uh, i'm kicking back with my second now and i promise i'll slow down my second uh beef eater martini with uh um uh blue cheese stuffed olives oh, oh my god jesus <laughs> oh it's rough <laughs> Yeah, rough. Oh, wow. yeah. Us, us lactose intolerant folks really love that one. Oh, it's oh man, a, bl- a blue cheese stuffed olive and a gin oh. martini. Oh, so good, so good. Wow. Extra dry, yummy. What? All right, what did you give me shit about that? You're not, you're not, you know, not on the blue cheese. No, no. no. In fact, I don't. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I bought you one of those when I was in Chicago at one of the rounds of drinks, and I. I could barely bring myself to uh, tell the bartender that uh, to, to make that, but he seemed nonplussed <laughs> by it. So I guess it's more common than I thought. Oh, it's good stuff, man! You got to try. In it. Chicago, they see everything, and nothing, yeah, nothing, nothing phases them. The whacked out place. It's very true. <laughs> is, we have all the coasts covered tonight. Oh my we? gosh! Yeah, we all are. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, ah, I should. Yeah, that's hey, true. Hey, uh, thir- that uh, um, um, Gabe, um, yeah. Chicago, <sighs> Chicago is the third coast. Thank you. Yes. Okay. You didn't know that? <laughs> the mid Well, I've, I've been there. It's got that lake. You know, yeah. that, uh, <laughs> uh, that one of one of the several one of the several nicknames that we've come up for this town to make ourselves feel worthy for the rest of the country is is Chicago is the third coast. It is. There you go. There's no one can say in there. I don't. I don't think anybody on the other coast have heard about that, but it's good. It's pretty much akin to the fat chick looking in the mirror saying, yeah, this dress looks really yeah, good on me. Think about that while you're flying over us and uh, as we grow all your fucking food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that, by the way. Yeah, we, 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 <laughs> for your right, man, Obama would be really important. He had to come out to the East Coast. Yep. Hey guys, it's Whitehead Customs on the forum. Um, I just wanted to let you guys know that Deadpool is completely taken over. He's everywhere. You can't go anywhere without seeing Deadpool. I didn't think it was true, but uh, me and my girlfriend had to go to um, Books a Million to get a book. She's a teacher and had to have it for a certain class. And I told her, I said, I'm just going to go check out the comics. So I walked around the corner, and there was the comic section. And I don't know if you noticed, but he's on the cover of about three or four books this month. Some very witty person had taken a Deadpool comic and put in the front slot of every single position of Marvel and DC. So when you rounded the corner, it was nothing but Deadpool. Fifty issues or more, I don't know how many it was, I didn't count, of Deadpool staring you out in the face. So it looked like all they had to sell was Deadpool comics. It was pretty clever, and I should have took a picture of it because it looked pretty cool. But uh, it was it was pretty cool. And what was really funny is a little kid was standing there with me, which was no relation. Him and his mom was there, and she says, Mommy, why does Spider-Man not have the webs on his face anymore? I thought that was pretty cute. I just wanted to share that. Uh, I liked your last couple of episodes, but uh, I'm ready for it just to be the gang back. I don't like the extra people in there. They they talk too much. But uh, missed you, missed uh, Mr. Wood. 
Uh, and I'm still trying to find Vince B on Facebook. Where are you, Vince B? I got everybody else looking for you, Vince B. Peace. Oh, 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 one more thing. Uh, I've almost completed my full run of Commandy, and I'm getting it bound. Excelsior. You know, I, I mean, before, I, I just, because obviously I, I didn't get to go. Chris didn't get to go. Of course, oh yeah, go, but I, I need to hear about Wild Pig because I actually oh, yeah. have a little story to tie into that. So so please, Ooh. would somebody tell me about Wild Pig? Well, why don't, why don't Vince lead us off because it's his first. Yes, and it was everything I had heard and more. It nice. was crazy. It was insane. Picture yourself falling down a hole into a cavern completely filled with comics and your buddies. That's what it was like because you couldn't move. There were so many people crammed into this the store and it's not a particularly small store as far as comic book stores go it was if it was normal everyday traffic it would be more than roomy but uh as you can tell it wasn't there was tons of people in there tons of books the buys were incredible i got caught up on brubaker's daredevil a ton nice. of of daredevil for 50 cents a piece I'm not going to go through the list, but I bought a lot of stuff. Dude, you bought a lot of comics. I found the two two uh, Apocalypse to Twelve issues of Wolverine for fifty cents a piece. That's insane. Wood was like, "Get out!" I said, "Yeah, right here." The dude next to me, who you know, it was kind of like a kick in the balls because I was looking for it too. Pulled a copy of Amazing Spider-Man three hundred out of the fifty cent bin. No way. I'm not kidding you. They That's seeded awesome. they seeded the boxes with like specials. You know, random little, little bits of, of comic goodness for those lucky enough to find them. Amazing Spider Man three hundred. That just boggles my mind. And he was right next to me when he pulled it out. I was gonna roll him, but he's kinda bigger than me. <laughs> you know? this, this sounds conducive to somebody getting their asses kicked. No, nah, everybody was great. No. Met- no, it was a good good crowd. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, and the highlight of the, the day for me was uh, Daryl and I were shoulder to shoulder going through the boxes. And, <laughs> and Daryl's looking through Justice League. Oh, I need that one. That's a good one. Oh, I love this one. And, and it just so happens Jay is next to I. Uh-huh. And, and and I pulled out a copy of uh, Incredible Hulk with a, a wonderful Ed McGinnis cover. And I said, <laughs> what is this doing in the 50-cent bin? I said, this is much too important a comic book to put in the 50-cent bin. And, and there was a space on the wall where someone had pulled off a wall book. And I said, let's just put that on the wall so everybody can right. gaze at the at the beauty of it. And Daryl just looked at me like, I'm going to kill your ass. <laughs> you know, what, what has happened here in, in the last couple, two, three months, which... It has really bothered me is that you guys have pushed me to to siding with Daryl on so yeah. many different subjects. <laughs> yeah, I know it's it's no. like he he is he's like the lieutenant in my camp of like oh jeez and that doesn't uh, scare you. I mean that doesn't that, that doesn't make you second guess and be like no. well maybe <laughs> maybe I really should give the X Men another try. I mean seriously, or a, Darryl, or a cat scan at the very safe. least. Yeah. No, no, it, it's it's like Daryl is is Lieutenant Lucidity. It, it's oh it's, my god! <laughs> I am so glad I'm nowhere near that camp. Yeah, that Captain camp Rational and Lieutenant Lucidity. They're, they're, they're I think, that's, I think nice. that's Gabe's next project. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only if I'm lucky. 
But no, it was uh, would kind of warn me that it was going to get crazy, and and it was. But um, it was a precision operation. They had diamond boxes lined up underneath all of the tables, so you didn't have to try and carry all the comics you're going to buy. Yeah. They they had a box for everyone. You filled up a box, they gave you another box. It was so cool and the boxes had handles. Yep. Like just it's like going to an all you can eat buffet. There you go. Here's another plate. Amazing. It was just uh the the hard covers were flying uh Julian and we met Haas who Haas, yep. who officially bequeathed the uh, eleven o'clockers to us? Gave it back, so now we don't have to pay those huge royalties like huge. we have been. Huge. Uh, it was great. Uh, I don't want to go through a list because I usually forget people. Yeah, you know, and and like I did on the forum, it, it was it was awesome. It will not be my last trip. Nice. Me and Wood were buddying up. We were, you know, we were. We were, we're getting killing cat calls too. We were what, getting cat what, calls. Yeah, Wood, I got is, my, Wood is fun to hang out with at a convention, isn't he? He's a crazy yes. man. I don't understand. I don't understand this. Julian said I look like I want to kill somebody. Where did where how, where did this come you're, from? You're, no, the, you you, you, you have a comic book intensity. It's um it's kind of it, it's akin to the Henry Rollins thousand yard stare. Oh, whenever you yeah, get around I think comics, it's because, uh, I mean. Vince, uh, you know, Julian's, uh, Julian's a, a, a black guy from the East Coast and he sees a, you know, a tall, relatively muscular looking, bald headed white dude with, with rings. He's probably thinking, you know, you can look a little hostile. But you, you know, know in it's, fact, it's an angry looking Italian. I mean, I'm, I'm going through the boxes out. and, uh, Peter goes, Peter Rios, who of course was there, oh, said to good. me, what, what do you think of the, the plastic? And I'm like, what are you talking about? What plastic? The, the, mm. the, it was raining and the water was seeping through the metal roof into the comic shop. Mm. And I, I guess it was pants and, uh, Shane, I think, hooked up this wonderful plastic sheeting rig where it would empty into the plastic and then slowly drain into a bucket. And I was like, Peter, I, I I didn't even see that. I was so into looking through the boxes that I didn't notice. I really didn't. I must have pulled a hundred comics in like Jason, what, ten minutes? Easy. Oh, you you were all business. Yeah, I got you caught up on business. Legacy, on Canny. I pulled. Uh, Gee, I, like I said, I don't want to go through it because I can't remember, yeah. and there's just so much. And but if you really no, want to you know now. the details of what we bought, uh, you can find it on our forum thread for Wild Pig right. Sale. And where can we find the forums, Vince? Uh, on the internets. Yes. Dave, yes. David, where can, where can we find the internet? Or forum. Where, <laughs> where can we find the internet? <laughs> just ask Al Gore. Dot, uh, dot bullpenbulletinspodcast.com or 11oClockComics.com. Yes, sexy nice. man says. Yeah. Enough about me. You you give your uh, recollection because I want to hear it. Uh, well, for me, the 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 only, or I should not say the only, but the uh, the coolest part of this one relative to the many others I've been to um, was that uh, that we had breakfast first. Oh, so yeah. we all met up and had breakfast, and um, it was you and I and Dowdy and uh, Mike the Gooch and. and uh, Daryl and Gabe from uh, The Fixers Hideout and uh, yeah. Asgardian Chris and Brian Deemer and Pants and Shane from CGS and, of course, Marty. Um, and that was a blast because I had never done that. Usually I, I don't go to the little morning thing, but I made a point of it because I knew my man Candyman would be there. Yeah. Um, and, uh, no, like you said, it was terrific. I mean, Chris has uh, got a great little store, and he, like I said, I've been raving about it. He, 60,000 back issues. I mean, if, if you like back issues, I, I can't see how you don't come away with a huge stack of books from there and... Um, 
And uh, like you, I don't want to go through my whole list and, and bore people to tears, but I, I bought a, an ass load of, of trades and comics. Probably the the, uh, the thing I most regret is not buying the copy of Avengers number 5 that he had on sale mm-hmm. um, because I don't have that issue, and I was right about to tell him to pull it off the wall for me, and of course uh, someone beat me to it. He got cock-blocked. Uh, like, <laughs> I got cock-blocked on Avengers number 5, but... Uh, it's all good though. I got some cool. I got some some awesome uh, old Avengers issues and uh, a few uncanny issues that I somehow didn't have, which I thought I did. So uh, good stuff, man. It was awesome. Yeah, and don't forget, you got the creepy two volumes of the creepy. I did, uh, yes, sir. Archives. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, I was seriously considering. Oh my god, it's god, legendary. I love those. Yeah, I, I was seriously considering going back down on Sunday. Honest to God, I was. You it's, know what? It's worth the uh, trip. This time I didn't, but the last time, Vince, um, I couldn't stay very long last time because it was right after uh, the baby was born. Mm-hmm. And I raced down there, really was there for maybe an hour and a half, did no socializing. And the whole time I'm driving home, I'm just lamenting all the things I didn't buy or look for that I should have. And I really came close to after Beth and the baby went to sleep that night. I was this close to just hopping in the car and going down at like midnight just to go look at the roof, the back issue boxes. Yeah. I didn't end up doing it though. But, you want to hear something yeah. funny? We lost Chris. We <laughs> were talking so much we didn't even we notice. Did. Get out of here. Yeah. yeah, we did lose him. That's yeah. awesome. Let me go. Was he waiting to get brought back in? <laughs> he said, "Hi, waiting. Go ahead. I'm here when you need me." Hang on. Okay, everybody's back now. Hi guys. <laughs> we're sorry, Chris. All right, enough talk about Wild Pig. I think David yeah. said he had one, one, one little story that we wanted to share, and then we can... Uh, the, uh, you want to talk about Punisher 11? Is that uh, it? Stop. Uh, yes. oh, okay, go ahead. So, apparently there was uh, somebody there on holiday from a little Ford? place called Australia? Yes. yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went out to the mailbox this evening after work and, and found a nice package from <laughs> from Ford. Uh he had uh, he had warned me, I, I guess, Renee wanting to uh, read more about modern Luke Cage. Uh, Ford's aware of this, so he he sent the first four trades of Alias and the four-part fear arc from uh, The Pulse, I guess also, which wow. included the, the last Jeez. issue of The Pulse. So, so we kind of have Luke... And and uh, and Jessica's relationship and and the birth of Danielle and and so so she'll be busy now. But uh, also there were two items in there that uh, that Ford picked up for me at Wild Pig. Uh, one I had to laugh at because I think Wood was looking for it for me and couldn't find it. I uh, bet I first, know what it is. The first is uh, Comic Book Comics number four. Which oh, I can't okay. wait to dig into. I love that. Uh, but Dark Horse Noir. He really? got it for you. Yep. I oh, unheard it. of. He got yeah. the so, probably copy and he got it for you. Okay. Yeah, so I uh yes, once that's once we're tonight. I uh <laughs> I am uh I'll be I'll uh I'll dig into this tonight. But that's yeah, awesome. so it was really strange because Ford came up and said hi to us when we were reading in line and um and, and we somehow or another were talking about, you know, that you we didn't think you were gonna be there, but we had a couple of things we were gonna look for you. And he said something to the effect of, Yeah, I have a list from him too and I was Shocked by that, I said, "Oh, really?" And then, yeah, because he he had asked. I'm sorry, he had asked if uh, if I was going to be there because instead of mailing the alias books, he was just giving to me at the um, at the store. But uh-huh. uh, when I told, and then he was like, "You know, if you're not going to make it, is there anything that I could look for?" And I says, "Well, you know, I already asked Vincent Wood. You know, I, I just 
I, I said noir, and I think maybe event, I just you know I just gave him a couple of things that I was looking for, you know, just offhand. Not not you know yeah. who else is going to, who's going to bother to look for something? I already got bothering you two guys with it. So, but that yep. that completely blew me away. Yeah, and he's there from Australia, go. which means he put the package together while he's here. That's crazy. That's Good so man. nice. Yep. That is. Good man. All right. So, I, I, enough with you guys. I want to hear from, from Gabriel. Is this yes. enough? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hello. Yay. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> what are you reading, Mr. Hardman? Uh, well, actually, speaking of comic book comics, I, I, um, I picked up the, the fourth one of that last week. Um, uh, I, I actually really like that, uh, that yes. series. I, I, um, uh, I mean, a lot of it's stuff that you kind of know, you know, or, you know, if you've, you, you know, if you know much about this stuff, but it's still, it's the sort of thing that, uh, you know, uh, that I'll just read endlessly. I mean, I'll, you know, watch made for TV movies about Lyndon Johnson or read comics about comics, like, you know, endlessly. So, uh, uh, you know, just, uh, I don't know. But, uh, now, did, uh, David, did you, did you read did it? You, uh... No, no, I, I've had it in my possession for like three hours now, so I have not. I, I, I flipped through it, but I haven't read it yet. You need at least twelve to read an issue of that. You do. Everything is packed. I mean, I, I feel like I'm, it's not something as often as as these issues are released. And obviously, I mean, I know it's a labor of love between with, with, with Fred and, and Ryan. So, I mean, this isn't something that I, I I'm going to hold them over the fire and say, you know, where's the next issue? But it, it, I still, want, I don't need to. But I still want to go back and read the first three issues before I read this, even though I don't need to. It's, but still, it's just there's so much goodness sure. in, in these pages. It's it's amazing. Oh yeah, it's great stuff. Um, Gabe, have, have, or did you read the Action Philosophers when they were putting it out? You know, well? I never actually, I never have. Um, you know, everybody said good things about it, but um, I just just the the general topic vaguely puts me off yeah, because of the soft science nature of it. But empiricist <laughs> um, <laughs> among us, nice. Uh, but uh, you know, everybody said good things about it. I, I just for whatever reason never actually picked them up. You know, mm-hmm. it, it is the epitome of edutainment. It yeah. is. Wow. Yeah, it's awesome. It is. It's a lot of fun. It's it's funny. It's entertaining. But it's actually it's educating you about you know basic philosophy. And from what I hear, comic book comics is kind of the same thing for the history of comics, which is mm-hmm. which is very cool. Yeah. Well, more broadly, Gabe, um, for our listeners out there, uh, do do you? I mean, are you are you do you read a lot of comics off the shelves each week? Or I mean, are you because you know it seems like some creators are once they you know oh I'm too busy to read comics or I don't I mean yeah you away from like my comp read. box yeah so yeah, are you an avid yeah, reader right. like this like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. no. uh, you work for Marvel so. he, he works for Marvel exactly yeah. well, but he works on he works at Marvel with with books written by Jeff Parker so I'm sure Jeff gets all the comp copies and and he's got a ground for it so he doesn't share I I, I don't know um, the, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I guess. First, first of all, apologies for working uh, with Parker. By the way. Yeah, right. No, Parker's a great guy. Actually, it's, <laughs> I've really lucked out in uh, kind of falling in with uh, uh, with that group. You know, um, I mean, it, just because sensibility-wise, we kind of mesh in a way that uh, that I probably wouldn't with other people, and it's also just the kind of. You know, he writes big, goofy stuff that I like, but I wouldn't necessarily, you know, wouldn't necessarily be the creator-owned stuff that I'd be doing, you know? Uh, and, um, but uh, to, to answer the question about how how much comics I read, I, uh, I mean, I go to the store, 
you know, every week. I, I'm, I pick up stuff every week and I usually read it, but, um, but I'm not, uh, I, I, you know, and I have for, forever, you know, uh, probably the only time I fell off was the, the darkest days of Spider-Man three, but, um, the, uh, (laughs) but, uh, I, um, but I'm not that great about actually like following through with everything on a, you know, weekly sort of basis. I mean, I'd much rather read trades. I'd much rather have something to put on the shelf, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but at that, I, I often pick up the first issue of something and then never remember to pick up the trade. Yeah. So. And, and, you know, and, and to catch up, catch up the listeners that, that maybe, you know, aren't, familiar with your with your work outside oh, yeah. of comics and, and you talked about spider-man 3 gabe is a, an incredibly talented and 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 sought after storyboard artist in in hollywood circles so you work you work a lot of movies but you, you know, you're a huge comic book fan and we're getting you know uh, thankfully the a chance to see the, the the fruits of your labor with a lot of agents of atlas stuff but with like heathen town which came out last year so it, it's it's great to See you work in comic stuff, but I mean, you you are you are in the the uh, the Hollywood circle as, as far as as storyboard artists go, and, and you're a pretty pretty sought after guy out there, right? But but to be fair, you only know that from me, so I could be. <laughs> yeah, you could have been lying the entire time, you bastard. I will say, I you... like the shittiest storyboard artist who just well, was, uh, actually, you, actually, no, Par- Parker. Parker told me that you were all of that, but that could have been because of you know you telling yeah, Parker that. So, that. oh, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, no. I mean, I, I'm you know I've I've been relatively successful with storyboard stuff, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, and you know, done a lot of movies, uh, the X Men movies, and uh, um, uh, that Superman Returns movies. Uh, you know, this is it's it's Tropic to Thunder, Ben. Tropic Thunder, actually, yeah, that's that's the uh, one of the two movies that I've worked on that I actually liked. Nice, um, nice. Cause the, or, I don't know if it got lost in the uh, in the uh, in the noise, but the, I I I named my uh, my intro today was in honor of that Kirk Lazarus. Yeah, so that yeah, no, I, I I noticed. Yes, <laughs> yeah, no, that was, and that was a lot of fun too. Actually, I mean, it, fun is a relative term, but uh, mm-hmm. but it was uh, it was good to work with Ben. Ben Stiller uh, directed it too. And, um, you know, he's kind of, inc- he's very notorious for not getting along with people, but, uh, uh-huh. he, uh, but I, but I, for whatever reason, kind of clicked with him and, uh, and it was very smooth sailing. It was, uh, uh, you know, the, there was another storyboard guy on there that, that, you know, Ben just hated from moment one, <laughs> fired, but for <laughs> no reason that anybody can figure out, you know, I, I got along with him and, okay. Uh, uh, well, and it, you know, it, it was it was an enjoyable picture. It actually had a good script. It was a funny script, and it actually mm-hmm. made it all the way through the process to be a, a funny movie, uh, which is uh, yeah, definitely you know something. You know? That's cool. And well, well, you, you were, know, you you were Raimi's guy on uh, on on Spider. I mean, you you had a really yeah. good relationship with Sam Raimi through the yes. through the Spider Man yeah. films, and you know, whenever we had talked with you on on AC, it sounded like you you know, really enjoyed your time working mm-hmm. on those movies, and and he was a pretty cool guy to work with. Sam yeah. is a very good guy. Sam is very 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 demanding though, and uh, and it's uh, and I basically just got to a point where I kind of feel like I. Um, I would rather be spending that time on, uh, you know, doing something concrete like a comic than, mm-hmm. uh, you know, than, uh, than just, 
you know, the, the 18, 20 hour days, you know, uh, you know, when, I mean, he, there's an expectation, uh, from Sam that, that you're going to, you're kind of in his little inner circle and, and the expectation is you're going to be there at any given moment to do whatever, you know, sure. whatever he needs, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, and, uh, and so, uh, over the course of that movie, you know, I would end up, you know, being there, you know, I'd be there after rap at three in the morning, standing around on stage with Sam talking about Venom and, you know, how much he hates Venom and, you know, and work out these things and, you know, begging him to, you know, I mean, I, I, cause I was in, he kind of, you know, there were, there were, there was a group, kind of a core group of, of storyboard artists and he just puts, uh, if, if you kind of prove yourself, he'll put you in charge of a sequence. And so you basically are, you know, you're responsible. You board it, you, and you direct the, and oversee the previs, uh, the, uh, and I don't know if that's a, an obscure term of art or not, but yes, for, yeah, it is. So, for me it is. I don't know what that uh, means. The, uh, it's, you know, an animatic, a, a 3D computer animatic, uh, okay. uh the, the equivalent of, uh, like a video, it looks like a video game version of, uh, of a sequence, you know, but with camera okay. angles. Very, very specific camera angles with, you know, lens sizes and all that sort of stuff that, uh, it, it started as a, a tool in visual effects because, uh, that's how you could map out a shot and, uh, so that everybody would agree on it and, uh, and that would eventually evolve into the finished shot. But, uh, people, uh, in more recently have used it as a kind of creative tool to, um, uh, so that, uh, just every, you know, it's 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 like a, a computer cartoon version of of a sequence or the movie or whatever, you know. Hmm. And in, in Spider Man, and for Sam, Sam wants to see absolutely everything realized in some way before they shoot okay. it. Okay. Well. So- hey, eleven o'clockers. This is Garrick, aka G Dog. I've had a bit to drink tonight, and something came to my mind. I just need to rant about. It. I think you guys might like to hear about it. I was looking, and my Four-year-old son, you know, he's been going to McDonald's for a while, and he gets these little toys that come in the Happy Meal, and I noticed something kind of peculiar. The toys that come in Happy Meals and other restaurant kids' meals these days are like actual friggin' toys. And when I was a kid, the toys that come in those Happy Meals for free would have cost like seven bucks at Kmart. Like, you just got this Astro Boy thing. It's this little uh, disc you put in a dog, and the dog shoots the disc out like a little gun. It's, It's really cool. And, like, that thing would have been seven bucks when I was a kid. And the free Happy Meal toys when I was a kid was, like, two pieces of plastic that, like, kind of resembled a car and didn't roll. So I just feel like I've been, you know, kind of getting gypped on my childhood when it comes to uh, free giveaway toys because the ones I got today are so much better than the ones we had as kids. So uh, I don't know if anyone cares about it, but it kind of pisses me off. I mean, I know this is obviously a comics podcast, but... Um, I I personally am, I mean I I've I've known you for a bit now and I, obviously I know that your um your history with the, with the storyboarding and it's still a part of your life but I must say I I think I don't there's probably a lot of listeners out there like me that don't quite know what yeah. your duties are like because it, I I guess before I heard you ever talk about it I thought a storyboarder was someone who was hired kind of at the outset of the formation of the movie almost like an, yeah. an ad man to draw storyboards of what the movie's going to kind of look like and then you pitch it to the producers to get the funding and then they kind of you kind of go about your way but it, obvious from here hearing you talk that it's a pretty intense process where you're involved with it throughout the production of the film so could you just kind of explain to 
to, to the layman out there what what your duties are as a storyboarder yeah totally and but it also varies from mm-hmm. exactly what you described to mm-hmm. the most kind of like intense involved thing but but I mean basically it's just uh, doing a sort of you know, comic strip version of uh, this is this is God. I feel like a dork saying this to you guys, but it's <laughs> this is what I say to like people who have no idea um, the uh, that it's you know it's uh, it's it's drawing each shot of the movie so that people uh, you know so that the entire crew is informed of what the director wants to do on the day. They can okay. know what what equipment to bring and uh, you know and uh, and just generally what what the visual plan is for shooting. But um, that's that's at that's ideally what it is, you know. It usually isn't that. Usually, it's uh, it's uh, it's either um, either a director will will uh, you know will have a lot of stuff boarded because they feel like they have to, you know, and um, and it's something to just kind of mollify everybody, uh, or uh, it'll be. Um, or it could be a very involved process, uh, like with Sam Raimi, where I, you know, I draw absolutely everything and uh, and show it to him and go over it with him and pitch ideas for the action sequences and kind of help design the action sequences and uh, and see that through to the computer animated previous stuff that uh, that we were talking about before and uh, you know and be hanging around while they're shooting it just in case Sam wants anything drawn up you know mm-hmm. and uh, which which was what it was on Spider-Man uh, and you know and there's a and and otherwise I mean uh, it's just that a lot of um, a lot of what what I have done for the last several years has bled over from uh, just being a storyboard artist into being uh, a guy who supervises the animatics and the the previs, uh, which is is just kind of a an evolution from doing the boards. Uh, so um, I mean that's what I did on uh, Superman Returns, uh, almost exclusively. I, I drew boards, but it was but um, but mainly my job was designing the the big uh, action sequence where he saves the plane uh, and. Uh, oh, the that, best part of the movie. Yes, and <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, uh, so like I that was at a point where you know we uh, we were working on some movie Logan's Run uh, uh, an, uh, a remake of Logan's Run with Brian Singer, uh, the director of the Superman Returns movie, and uh, and then uh, that kind of fell apart and he took the Superman thing and we all just moved over and we were doing Superman all of a sudden and so they were writing the script Brian didn't have any time to do anything but there wasn't that much prep time so it was just like okay well Gabe knows what I want uh, he's doing this right so I, I just designed that sequence and worked with the um, with the uh, the previous guys the animatic guys I had like a team of like 8-12 guys and uh, you know and, and it's basically just sitting at a computer going okay this is the shot you know move the camera here let's try this uh, and we just made up a lot of the stuff and and it we we finished it and put you know put audio on it and uh presented it to Brian the director and he basically changed two shots he added like a shot where his feet land on the on the plane and one other little thing and then uh i had and then they were going off to australia and i wasn't really all that crazy about going to australia uh, and spending, you know, many, many months on the other side of the world. I'd love uh, to go to Australia. Just not <laughs> maybe not for work. And, uh, <laughs> to, um, and so, um, so I, I finished the show then. I'd finished that big sequence. I was like, I'm done with this. And I went on to something else. And then when I saw the movie, I was like amazed that it's, the sequence is identical. How cool uh, is that? So what we did and, you know, um, 
and they had changed nothing. It went because Brian sees something. He's not great with action, so he sees something that he likes, and he's just like, okay, we're doing that, and he stuck with it the whole time. Mm-hmm. But uh, unfortunately, he made this terrible movie all around my awesome sequel. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> could, could he have you know, not made it like a real estate scam yeah, no. movie? Well, that's all Luther's well, ever been against about uh, in every movie. Yeah. State California yeah. for himself. Yeah, it's but it's it's. I yeah. I mean, I was very excited about the idea when I uh, when I first heard it. It was um, you know uh, I went over and met uh, Brian at, at Fox and he was like directing a pilot or something and they, you know they like sealed off the room so he could pitch me mm-hmm. and the production designer the uh, you know the idea for this and that it was a sequel to the Christopher Reeve movies and stuff, yeah. Yeah. and which at the time sounded awesome to me. I mean, I loved the you know uh, especially the first movie um, mm-hmm. when oh, I was a kid yeah. and the idea of of working on a sequel to that seemed you know pretty awesome. Yeah. And uh, and so, but as it went along, and as the kid and all that sort of stuff, and what 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 have what have we learned from all this is that the sequel to the Donner movies only works in comics. Oh, anyway, anyway, come on. Anyway, well, you know what? Movie, Before it would have been great if Clark, if Cal wasn't a deadbeat dad, and I think it was <laughs> me. I think it was neat yeah. that Cyclops was more heroic in a Superman movie than he was in any of the X-Men movies. Oh, true. How long were you sitting on that one? A while. You, you, you were dying to say since, that, since, weren't you? Since it came For years. For years, I believe G- Gabe actually also storyboarded the, the X-Movies as well, right? Yeah, yeah that's true. Worked with yeah. Singer. Well, but you yeah. know what? Bef- before these guys bogart any more of your time talking about <laughs> awesome, awesome about sequences, I want to talk about an awesome sequence, sequence that takes place in X-Men versus Agents of Atlas number two. Oh, so good. Oh, yeah. Those two oh. pages with Venus in chains. Oh, yeah. Half, half <laughs> naked and wet and with, you yeah, know, the, the best. Sequence. Yes, the best cheesecake shows just, reveals just enough to want, leave you wanting more. And that's what this sequence does. The tramp stamp panel with the burning <laughs> thing on her. Oh, my God. Now, w- we read a lot of comics. Between the four of us, and yeah. so you know, we gotta go but, but through Vince at a, at a decent. On the clip. lookout for the Jersey plates. No, I, <laughs> we have to go through them at a decent clip. I was stuck on these two pages for at least fifteen minutes. You bastard! <laughs> they are gorgeous, and the little, the little pixie satyr dumping a bucket of water on her ass. God, it's, <laughs> it's like you made these pages for me, and she's gagged too. As every woman oh, should be. Uh, I, I don't <laughs> know if I feel better or worse about this whole thing now. I, no, I, I just. I, but I they are be- They are beautiful, beautiful I, pages, and I'm oh, guessing. Really I'm guessing you don't use reference because a lot of this feels very innate, very natural. See, now that's yeah, exactly not, what I was going to ask. Yeah, I'm not really sure. When everybody talks about reference, it seems like there's a lot of gray area here because I mm-hmm. mean there. Uh, I mean, I absolutely use photos as reference for the stuff, you know, for, uh, I'll look at what a column looks like. I'll look at what, you know, uh, I'll, I'll sort of base characters on individuals and stuff like that. But I'm not ever like, you know, tracing a photo or something, you know, I mean, which is what, what it seems like a lot of people do. Or do you have a lot of, of 1950s? I'm going through the uh, the Jade the last arc of Agents of Atlas, the ongoing, with the Jade Claw, and there's there's the scenes with with, with Jimmy and 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 Suwan in, in the 50s or, or or the early 60s. I mean, you know, in the car and the clothes and and like the kitchen and things like that. I mean, is that 
Did you have to look into things for yeah, that? Or I, okay. I absolutely do research for stuff. And, sure. You know, and and do and you know, and I, I I want everything to be accurate, and I want you know, and I want the little details that you get just from observation. You know. Oh, and they're but there. I, you know, but I don't. Uh, but it's not like I'm ever tracing these or just pulling them into Photoshop and drawing over photos, you know. I mean, that's 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 where it, you know. And I feel like I'm fighting a battle of the of my stuff, uh, you know. I'm not wanting my stuff to look too stiff, you know, as it is. And you know, if you know, really, when, when yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, uh, no, I mean, certainly nothing. Your yeah, stuff, nothing looks. It, it looks your fluid your stuff probably. Fluid. Yeah, feels more fluid and organic than anybody yeah. else that I can think of right now. Yeah, well, I mean, look. a lot of that's probably just my incredibly sloppy brush style. But, oh, uh, God. <laughs> How is that, uh, that, that, that yet another artist self-deprecating? Do you, do you work primarily? I mean, do you do any... What what is your process? Rough sketches in pencil? Do you do anything in yeah. pencil? Is it pretty much? Yeah, just... I do. I mean, I I do very rough sketches in in pencil, and they're mainly to uh, to show to Parker and uh, Mark Venetia and uh, Nate, uh, the editors, you know. Uh, and you know, I I mean, more than anything else, just because I mean, I don't know that I have to do that, but more than anything else, just just so that everybody's comfortable and everybody knows what's going on and. Uh, uh, and I'll send them the very rough uh, template for the stuff, and mm-hmm. then when that's proved, I, I'll I will kind of roughly trace that rough uh, layout onto onto the page, but not really pencil it tightly. Um, mostly, I just tighten everything up in the inks, which is good because it it saves time. Sometimes I ruin a drawing kind of catastrophically. But that's why Photoshop is great, because then I just draw it on another piece of paper and comp it in. And uh, sometimes I have to cobble things together that way, but um, just speed-wise, I wouldn't be able to get the stuff done if I really tightly penciled everything. And I just don't feel like I need it, because I can kind of see it on the page anyway. Sure. But well, um, it, 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 it sounds like your relationship with your writers is very similar to the relationship that you have with your directors. I mean, do you, do you approach it that way? It's, it's um, like, are, are, are Sam Raimi and Jeff Parker kind of the same person whenever you're working on a project? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, uh, I would, I mean, it's, it's a little bit different. I, I was, I was, uh, uh, but I'm really with, uh, I, I do feel like it's Parker's book though, in a lot of ways, you know, I mean, in every way. And, um, you know, and he and, and Mark Venetia and the, you know, the editors, I mean, they're the ones I, I want to make happy with the stuff while, you know, mm-hmm. still basically doing it on my terms. But, um, but, uh, I, but maybe not, maybe not, it's more collaborative in a lot of ways than, uh, than working on the movies. Although, uh, maybe only in, in name only. I mean, working on the movies, there's a lot of collaboration, a lot, a lot of stuff that, um, that I've contributed to them, but under, uh, under the very clear idea that the director is the director of the movie and he's like the general, you know, and you're there to serve, you know, and, uh, and on on this stuff, it's, it's not quite, it's obviously, it's not as intense and you're not showing up and it's just over email and it's, and, you know, and there are notes and we talk about them and it, 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 and, and hash stuff out. But uh, but it's it's not quite as intense as, as working with the director. There there aren't hundreds of millions of dollars at stake. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. And oh seriously. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it uh, and it also just is uh, 
it's it's a it's a much faster process and people you know and, and you just you know whatever decision you make is you know you draw that on the page and that's pretty much what's going to get printed and you're on to the next thing which is it's really refreshing and a lot of why I'm doing this um I mean I've I spent 10 years just with with the idea that anything I draw gets thrown away the next minute you know I mean it, nothing is permanent uh they're only ideas you know and uh and you, at any given moment, it could be revised by mm-hmm. anybody. And, you know, and this is just very, very direct. You know, it's, there's only a couple people involved with making a comic, you know. And, uh, and that's, I mean, I think that's the genius of comics. I mean, I think that's the thing that makes comics something really, uh, you know, viable and alive, you know, the potential of comics. And, sure. And, and, I, the, yeah. Oh, Vince, Vince, you're, you're, you're fading up, bud. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, oh, sorry, go ahead. go ahead, David. No, 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 go ahead. Uh, I was uh, that—that's the thing about comics is that you have that panel, and it's—it's it's frozen in time. There are there are those panels, you know, almost like scenes in a movie that that are embedded in our brains. That it once it is committed to paper and it gets out in a comic. I mean, we all as comic fans have these these panels in our head that will be there forever. And and it's it is this amazing thing. Yeah, and, but but also it, that is definitely true. And it, but um, I mean, but you could say that about the finished form of anything. It's just the great thing about comics is is uh, that there's there's such a short distance between the the creation of the book and putting it out there to everybody. You know, right, right. Um, you know, you know how, how many how many people know the the panel, you know, now it's my turn, you know, from the, the X-Men issue with Wolverine where he's coming out of the sewers. And that, I mean, I mean, that, it, that, that's, you know, if, if anyone would say, what is the one panel that you can remember out of a comic? That's the one. And, you know, and, you know, Byrne laid that down on paper and you're doing that with Agents of Atlas. There are, there are panels and pages that are people, you know, people are going to say, oh, I'm going to remember that page or that, that Gorilla Man sequence for a long time. Yeah, I mean, and you know that that may be true. I mean, I'm I'm really, uh, you know, for me, I I think that um, I come at it from a very like kind of deliberate storytelling sort of point of view, and have a hard time even really thinking about it in terms of iconic imagery, or at least I, mm-hmm. I kind of try not to, which is probably not a great idea for being a Marvel Comics artist, but that's probably why I'm a, not a very good Marvel Comics artist. Oh, stop. Uh, oh, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I, well, I'm a very good artist, but I'm not that great for working with uh, But, it, you know, or at least a superhero artist, you know? I mean, I'm just coming at it from the point of view of, are we getting this story across? Is this, you know, uh, you know, am, am I uh, telling this in a way that... Uh, oh, yeah, you, you, never, you, you, you never look for the uber cool moment. I liar. probably look less than a lot of people. <laughs> I, I really do. Well, do, I mean, do you uh-huh. do you do you look at it cinematically? You know, I mean, with your with your storyboarding background, do you do you kind of think of it as as building storyboards, but fleshing them out more so? I mean, uh, you know, you're not looking for the you know maybe the 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 page that you know you're going to be able to sell for you know a couple grand or whatever. I mean, do you think of it more cinematically? Well, that'll I mean that'll just come along, you know. Sure. Uh, you know, I mean that's 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 in the script. You know, I mean it's I'm not gonna. I'm not really gonna to uh, to make something into a big spectacular shot, you know. If it if that, I mean, it, that would just throw the weight of the storytelling way out of balance, you know. So it would um, be like an early '90s image book. Uh, yes, and 
I uh, and I worked in comics back in the early nineties. I, I, I was going to say, or a War Machine book. So yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Um, you, you, I think a lot of people, in fact, have heard people say, "I, I love this newcomer, Gabe Hardman, <laughs> and his style." And you know, to be fair, it's like new writer Matt Fraction. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but as as you alluded, and I was going to bring up, you were actually a full time. Marvel Comics illustrator when you were 18, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. right? Yeah, that's Holy true. crap. Yeah. What yeah. were you working I mean, on? Uh, War Machine, right? War Machine. I mean, there yeah. was a War Machine uh, series in, you know, that came out in like 94, uh, yeah. and I drew that. But, I mean, uh, under under a different name. And, uh, and you <laughs> know, partly yes, this is all sort of, um, you know, I, I mean, my, my intention Initially, was to not tell anybody that I did that stuff back then. No one's going to hear this, no. And uh, you know, and then it started kind of, you know, uh, then I started letting it slip, and then it started being a thing where. Well, it's on Comic Book DB these days, so I don't know that the cat's not out of the bag. Okay, what was the alias name? (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Yeah, no, it was Gabriel Gecko. And yes, uh, Gecko, okay. It's just it's a stupid story. I, I <laughs> you were eighteen, hey. You were eighteen. Well I was Wall like Street? I was fifteen when okay. uh, when I started doing this, you know. It was just kind of a stupid nickname among mm-hmm. friends, you know. And uh when I started I started sending um sample pages in uh, very like deliberately when I was like fifteen and especially when I was like sixteen. And uh, and I was under the impression uh, because I thought this was a good idea back then uh, that that would be uh, that name would stand out and that uh, that uh, people would remember it. So um, uh, so it, I, it worked. It worked in car insurance. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then uh, and then at a certain point, I just I couldn't really go back. You know, I mean, I had um, you know I'd used the name; it was on everything, and you know, and I just went with it. But. Um, uh, but it took me a couple of years to actually get work and stuff. But, you know, I mean, I did eventually. And I did get work, basically. Uh, I mean, my my breakthrough was mailing stuff, to uh, mainly to D.C. Uh, the uh, At the very tail end of Dick Giordano um, being the executive editor or whatever he was called at the time, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he had a, a small sort of new talent program and I came in for a couple of months uh, to DC and uh you know he'd critique my stuff I drew a story for them that they never published and uh the idea was uh that he would then you know kind of you know show it around to editors editors would uh um you know would get me work and uh that basically just didn't happen uh and so uh, I was kind of frustrated with it, and so I went. There was a, a, a Comic Con at the time in New York, also at the Javits Center, uh, and I uh, I went down there and I just I showed my stuff around. I met up with a writer, uh, Len Kaminsky, uh, mm-hmm. who uh, who saw my stuff and he was like, "Hey, we need a we need an artist on this uh, War Machine book. Go up to Marvel on Monday." You know, and so I did, and they had me draw like a sample page, and uh, you know, which I did overnight, and then they just gave me the book. So, um, wow. you know, uh, it, <laughs> I pulled out some of the issues today oh, <laughs> in honor yeah, of your appearance. Yeah. Well, I will say this. That, 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 is, that, that's how easy it is to break into comics. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Vince Although would absolutely go. I was going after it since I was like 15 right. years old, you know. Uh, well, and, 
Go ahead. No, I was going to say Vince would go. I don't know if Vince remembers that that series, but he would go bananas if he could get a hold of the uh, original cover to your second issue, which is War Machine duking it out with Cable. I mean, it's 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 a cover made for Vince. Well, I don't have that, but you know, see, you just put the screws to me now because these issues that previously sold for a quarter are probably not going to go for. $15, $20 Fifteen twenty dollars a piece because it's out right. that Gabriel Hardman worked on. Yeah. Get him right on eBay, baby. Bastard! <laughs> I don't but, have uh, that. That's weird. A cable, yeah. you say? Nice. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, issue number two. It's 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 um. Yep. Mm-hmm. I do Actually, love some cable. Deathlock's in it too, right? Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah Deathlock's in that issue too. Yep. My mm-hmm. God. The cover of the first <laughs> couple of them are, are like one of the few things that I actually think are okay from uh, from the stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. That got put out from Marvel then because it was inked by Bob Wyatchek, who's Ooh, really so nice. Oh yeah, he was mm-hmm. too expensive to, to to ink the book full time, <laughs> and uh, and the editor gave it to to a woman who just was incredibly really not not compatible with with mm-hmm. my style and you know my nascent style. You know, it wasn't like I I did great stuff either at the time, but. Um, but it really was hobbled by the inks, and mm-hmm. she got along with the editor a lot better than I did. Over the course of the <laughs> so uh, you know, so he wasn't siding with me, and yeah. uh, you know, uh, and I eventually I got fired off that book basically. Oh, yeah. do you uh, do you ink your own stuff now? Do you, or do you? Oh have yeah. A secret? yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, I oh. actually I. I have no plans to. I, I mean, my, my stuff is kind of you know it's it's more um, you know it's rougher around the edges than you know than your slicker mm-hmm. you know inked stuff you know and I, that's kind of what I like. I don't <clears throat> like to be too perfect and too slick, and I I just want to be in control of the whole thing because I really never want to be in the position again where I feel like I put in a lot of work but that's not making it to the oh, page. No. Yeah. You have you have a really nice kinetic and, and organic feel to your art, and you know um, another artist that you know we uh, always talk about um, is is Chris Somney, and you oh, guys, I know, uh, you, ah. you, uh, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys are are. Are perfect to kind of kind of work on on the same subject matter, and 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 Chris yeah. is doing some some agent stuff as as well, and it's neat to see you guys kind of in that stable of artists that Parker is is using on this agent stuff because I mean you have this classic fifties feel to 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 your art, which is perfect for that book, and you know for for comic. Fans that 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 dig on that kind of stuff that are missing out on it. I mean, the, I mean, if you have any sort of like you know sp, you know James Bond spy sensibility, if you like any of that fifty or sixty you know espionage you know nostalgia stuff, you need to be checking this out because you know what you and Chris and 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 Jeff and the rest of the artists are doing is is really cool, man. Yeah, and and Chris Somney is just amazingly talented, you know. I mean, I uh, and and also he's just he's he's a much nicer guy than I am, and seems to be just <laughs> generally a better human being, you know. Uh, which 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 is very frustrating for me. I mean, there's there, this whole thing where he uh, he he does little cartoons for his wife, uh, yep. you know. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's like, what? What is this guy doing? I mean, my wife Karina found out about this, and, and yeah, it's like, why don't you draw me a comic yeah, every day? I've heard it too. Yeah. All this is doing is making me look bad. Chris Somney <laughs> is basically out to make me look bad on every front. 
Chris you know, Omni is the is the most um, talented comic book artist and the best husband in the world. And therefore, we we can all hate him. We need to have Kitty Pride exclaim that Chris Omni is a jerk, and then he's just <laughs> out no. there, and, and it never happened because it's not true. But G- Gabe, Gabe, have you ever have you ever met uh, Chris in person? Uh, yeah, I met him uh, at HeroesCon. Uh, it just makes you sick how happy he is. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, it's uh, it's incredible. You know, and his but, wife, his wife is awesome. Laura, fantastic. Yeah, she's gal. awesome. Too. Oh, makes me sick. What's up? Eleven o'clock. This is Haas, and I'm getting ready for the wild pig sale. Woohoo, motherfuckers! Later. What's up, eleven o'clockers? That's right. I said eleven o'clockers. I don't own it anymore, so anyone can use it. Royalty free. Anyway, what's up, eleven o'clockers? It's Haas. Comics are getting expensive. We all know that. And it's actually cheaper to buy single issues than it is by the trade nowadays or the hardcover or any collected edition. So how do you save money? Well, I started to get subscriptions. I'm saving a lot of money on subscriptions. For example, Marvel subscriptions, you could get the book for almost 50% off. Well, I'm sorry, 47% off. I'll pay about $25 a year to read New Avengers. Well, that's cheaper than actually waiting for the trade to come out. So if you want to save money, look into the subscriptions. Um, DC subscriptions isn't that great, but um, I don't know, like 30% off or so. But anyway, it's a word to the wise, and I want people to read comics and save money and don't go broke. So, I don't know. Try subscriptions out, people. Works for me. Peace. Us out. <laughs> I was just going to ask if, 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 if Gabriel, if, if you're happy with, uh, I, well, I mean, I don't, don't know how much say you have in it. Uh, Elizabeth Dismanger or Bish, Mrs. Yeah, yeah, Bitch no. Brightwise, are you happy with her colors on, on your work? Elizabeth is, Elizabeth is awesome, you know, and, um, and actually, yeah, the colorist is kind of the new inker, you know, these days, you know, um, mm-hmm. as far as somebody that you have to be matched with that's going to really complement your work. And, uh, yeah, I totally lucked into, um, to, uh, being paired up with her to, um, well, I mean, it wasn't luck exactly. I mean, when I did, um, the very first thing I did was, uh, an eight, eight pages of scar son of Hulk. That was mm-hmm. a special that came out. And, oh, yeah. um, and when I did it, you know, Mark, uh, the editor was Mark Panisha was, was very cool. And were like, they sent over samples of like, you know, five different people, five, six different colorists and, uh, had me pick them. And I didn't know who any of them were really. And, uh, and I just picked hers because it seemed like the best stuff, seemed like it fit the best. And uh, it turned out that she'd never actually, I don't think, I think that that Scar thing may have been her first published work. And, uh, you know, she's like, she's incredibly talented, incredibly, you know, good, classy choices for colors and uh, and her, and has a great sort of painted ish style that that I think complements the brushwork really well, mm-hmm. as opposed to a, a more airbrushy style. Um, I mean, I've had a couple other people, uh, you know, uh, color my stuff at Marvel to, you know, um, and it's all turned out fine and, you know, to, and, and work to greater or lesser degrees. But, uh, but she's, she's the person that I'm, you know, that I'm always asking for and the one that I always want to, you know, uh, to be coloring the stuff. Cause, uh, it just seems like, uh, even when I don't love a specific thing, like I, I, I would prefer that nothing I do ever be colored pink. But, um, but apart from that, like I, uh, 
you know, she, she just has great, like, taste, which is, like, the most important thing. Looking at your work, you do make excellent work, excellent use of the tip of the brush, but it appears to me that you have an affinity for the flat or the, the, the meat of the brush because a lot of the marks that define the work to me are the shadows. Do you, do you, yes. Are you more comfortable with the, uh, the flat of the brush? I just like, um, well, it's, it's kind of difficult in a way because um, a lot of people talk about, you know, uh, you know uh, doing drawing and then spotting blacks and all this sort of stuff, which doesn't entirely make sense to me. I just draw the stuff and it feels like, and, and, I, and I think of it uh, in terms of, well, I guess this is my one like cinema oriented crutch is that I always think of it in terms of the light source. And I always nice. think about, you know, about what, you know, where the light's coming from in this room it, for shooting movies. I like source light. I like things to be motivated. And, you know, and so same thing applies to comics, basically. I mean, I'll cheat or I'll do whatever. But basically, if there's a light in the room, I want that to be the light that's lighting everything. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, which just, you know, lends to big shadows and lends to, um, uh, to you know, to, to laying it on more thick, you know, brush wise. Uh, some of that, what you're seeing though, may also just be that um, I'm I'm not very good at cleaning the brushes, so I frequently <laughs> oh. end up slapping on like way too much or something. No, and it's, no. it's maybe not the most elegant thing in the world, but uh, well, I mean, the line is there. You're not afraid to to use the the, the thins, but in, it's yes. where the, the shadows where your work really sings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and I, I I feel way more comfortable with uh you know with a lot of high con looking stuff you know mm-hmm. high contrast looking stuff and uh, for whatever reason that just appeals to me um, and I uh, although I did a um, the last couple of those backups that are uh, in I think it was maybe in Assault on Olympus if that's what it's called mm-hmm. uh, and then um, and then the next one will be in in the back of Hercules and then all the backups will be in Hercules. Right. But uh, it, it was all – it was stuff on the uh, Golden Gate Bridge, and it was all in fog. And so it was basically 100% open line stuff, you know, because there's no big shadows in the fog, you know. Right. And, um, you know, and I felt relatively confident about that. I mean, it it seems like I'm I'm getting more confident about doing sort of open line stuff when necessary. But at the same time, I don't particularly like that. You know, trend in comics where uh, where the color just takes over the job of you know defining the light source and and all that sort of stuff. You know, it's it's a little on the fluffy side. Yeah, it, it, you know, and pe- some people can do it really well, but mm-hmm. you know, uh, but that but, that that's what initially struck me about your work was the fact that you lay in the shadows, but you don't use them to hide any inadequacies. You you model the shadows. Right. There, based there, based there, on the light source, a, there's a confidence to your work that it's like this is this is the defined element of of this image, and I don't see that in a lot of other people's work. I mean, there mm-hmm. there's a confidence to what you do. There's a confidence to what Chris does, and that yeah. uh, right. Same uh, thing. to what yeah. to, to what Darwin Cook does. There's still yep. like this. There's this line that it's like mm-hmm. okay, it it's this is a very confident stroke. And, right. But it's, it, it's yep. an economical way of representing things mm-hmm. without, yep. you know, because you can see I'm, I'm not going to point fingers at Mr. Liefeld, but there's a <laughs> lot of lines <laughs> in his stuff where well, you, I mean, you, they're, you they're, could they're, say they're, the same they're, thing yeah. in three yeah. lines that he says in 27. 
time. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And, that, and that's, right. that's a lot of different artists. It's like that, you know, we talk about economy of line, but I think it's, I, th- I think it's a confidence. It's a confidence right. of form. It's a confidence of, of communicating with a, with a single stroke that, that yeah. some artists have and some don't. And, and Gabe is, is, is one of those guys. You know, Chris is one of but, those guys. Yeah. You know? But at the same time, I, there are artists out there that I love that do incredibly busy stuff. I mean, oh, uh, sure. Like, I mean, well, like Bill Sienkiewicz or, um, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I'm, I'm um, loving what uh, uh, Doug Mankey and Christian Alame are doing together right now. And that's really, you know, hyper detailed stuff. Yeah, that that's very on. tight, very, yeah. very slick yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. Right, but those lines aren't hiding good. any kind of shortcomings. Yeah. That's just the yeah. style they've developed where there yeah, are certain guys you could tell where, you know, well, I'm going to go in the background and just black it up and do that little uh, – screen type treatment around the edges of it and I'm done with the background. You know, that's yeah. that's that's kind of cheap. Right. Yeah. Although it seems well, like a, it seems it seems to me like a lot of people are kind of afraid to put a lot of black on the page now, you know, because of the really? and I've had it happen where the colors will kind of overwhelm it and it'll just look <laughs> murky and wait, stuff. Wait, wait. You, know? you you work on a mer- on Marvel books, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it's it has, hasn't that been dubbed the Marvel mud? What is going on with that? Just like God. by people that aren't yeah. looking, maybe. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, well, I'd, be, I'd be looking. It's you know, come on, they they need to clean up their coloring. There, there's something. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a it's a case by case thing. I mean, mostly isn't that in the Captain America book though? And the, yes, I mean, yeah, exactly. exactly. I mean, there's a few others. David was talking I about mean, that, and and I've been making my way through the the uh, Captain America omnibus. Right. I don't notice that. The color is all that severe in that, it, in it, terms it's of darkness. from the omnibus, then. I, I can't tell you, but on, I, as I was reading the issues, the Armada was a little dark in places. I, right. And, but, I agree. But, and I, and I, agree. I think that may be a case of Epting, because Epting has a really particular see, way but, of but, defining the I think the it shadows. may be a combination of what we were just getting I, at, which is that Epting... Yeah isn't afraid of using blacks, and I think that right. that doesn't yeah. necessarily translate to the way they color. The so ult- you're ult- saying maybe... Ultimates, Ultimates 3, folks. Ultimates 3. Yeah, well... See, I didn't read that. I, I, I didn't read that. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the... Um, I, I believe Epting also maybe does gray tones as well, uh, mm-hmm. to uh, some degree, yeah. that guide you know the colorist, and so that might be kind of might be oh, kind okay. of pounding it to yeah. some degree. I, I've done that too lately, uh, where um, I'll do... Uh, like gray wash, just like in, you know, with a brush, you know, and um, on the pages, and it it can uh, it can create a really cool look, a, a more kind of toned, painterly sort of look when the colorist isn't making it that much darker, you know. Yeah, mm. um, I mean, it was it, it it was he he also colored the uh, the run of of uh, of Moon Knight, and and granted, yes, it takes place at night, but. It's still even even though Finch and, and Mickey might have a different style than, than than Gabriel or or Epting, it's it's um it's still you know it, things just look a little dark. I mean, it, yeah. he's done some work in for 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 the cosmic books, and and of course those take place in space. So I mean, it 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 can vary depending on the artist, but but sometimes I'll look because he he also did Darkness Pit, and I I mean okay. Epting yeah, looked that too bad on my iPhone, so right. I mean, I didn't right. see it on the paper. It could be an intentional decision that just for whatever yeah. reason aesthetically isn't quite clicking with people as much as, mm-hmm. as, much as it's meant to be. But again, because you know, it looks terrible. 
No, it doesn't. Well, look I don't think it looks well, terrible. But, I mean, I, you know, I don't I mean, think Captain America would be as well received as it is universally if it looked terrible. I mean, that's a book that's still dude, uh, it's is, noir. Is pretty much consistent. Yeah, exactly. It, it looks too <laughs> noir. Can I just say one thing before we on Captain America before we move on because I'm never going to get the chance to do it again. Okay. I had one of those really cool bits of synchronicity pop up this weekend. Like I said, I'm reading the Captain America omnibus, and I got to the section where Cap teams up with Union Jack and Spitfire. Yep. And right before I started the the Captain America omnibus, I was reading uh, a run of books that I had recently bound, and it was John Byrne's Namor. Mm -hmm. And did you know... That the whole uh, Jackie Fallsworth Crichton Spitfire uh, return to uh, her youth takes place in the pages of John Burns Namor. You know, I didn't know that until I wondered reading Captain Britain when she became when all that happened, and then I I figured out. But it was nuts! Like, what are the chances that the book I just finished was Mm -hmm. thematically linked to a series twenty freaking years later? I mean, you said it, and, and it's not only uh, uh, Spitfire. There, there's a section where Jim Hammond, the original Human Torch, get, sure. gets kidnapped by um, Wilhelm uh, Lomer, the Master Man, who appears in freaking Captain America, albeit uh, uh, another version of him. But it, it's, it was just like this this hand reached out from 1990 and just think touched captain america and said we are we are one mr brubaker it's did it, touch, did it touch him in a special place it yeah uh-huh. he was loving it but no uh if anyone has the chance to pick up on the cheap uh john burns run of namor oh, yeah. oh good god is it re- and you know he's good a dirty he's a dirty 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 man because <laughs> i could tell by reading it that he takes way too much uh glee in in drawing Namorita and and all the women in that book because the the poses are super they're just gorgeous gorgeous I'm sorry go ahead no, that was my, little, my say, little bit of synchronicity <laughs> for this week yeah. Gabriel I don't even know if we were recording at the time but we talk, we were talking about creepy and you you got excited and said you you love the book and I'm not surprised because um, although we've been mainly talking about your Marvel stuff understandably so the first time that I uh, saw your work as as Gabriel Hardman um, was with Heathen Town. Um, which actually I would have thought, because when I read it, when it came out, that it was last year, but it actually came out January of this year, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, right? yes, yeah, yeah, it, it, it did. It came out out right 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 oh, hold on. I think we got oh, some. That was awesome. See, that's what we hear when you talk, Vince. Yeah, that was cool. Do that again. Oh. He sounds like Davros. He does sound like Davros. Hey, Gabe, get, get, say yeah, exterminate. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, see, now we're just—he's the butt of the joke now. So we should we he let, jump off and then? No, yeah. it, it'll work itself out. Let's just shoot the shit for a little while. At uh, well, all right. Well, I was going to ask him about his book. It's kind of hard to ask him about his book when you're weaving out. us a terrible segue here, Vance. Oh, who read Punisher Eleven? There's a, su- a segue. Stop Come it, on, let's not su- let's not sully this episode. Huh? Oh no, dude! It, it, oh, no, it was it was, it was fun. It was but, awesome. But, but the special was fucking terrible. Oh, my God. Oh, good terrible. God. You know what? I, I'm going to make you all dirty your drawers because I will say in it's all terrible. confidence, if Fear Agent had to be sacrificed on the altar of comics to get to Punisher number 11, oh, then its no. demise was no, all I, the worth it. Yes, it was. Damn. No, wow. stop. No. 
No. Stop. Stop. This Punisher Eleven is everything that I want in a friggin' comic book. It. it, It's like it's like Jack Davis drawing Man Thing. You would sacrifice the yes the the pure the yes. pure. Comedy. I would ram a stake right through Fear Agent's heart if it meant that wow. I got Punisher Eleven. Well, that's what they did. Well, uh, it was, uh, it, it was a, a worthy worthy death then. Well, I haven't read it yet. So. Oh my <laughs> god, it is so awesome! I'm sure you, it's going to be good. Hurt me. You wound me. Oh, I'll wound you. <laughs> It, it's uh, it's like it, this it was, crazy. It was, it was just it was silly dumb comics. Oh it, it, no, much. it wasn't. It wasn't dumb. It, it was it was sly like no, a fox. It, no, it was silly dumb comics done done well. And I'm not saying it's bad. It was it was silly dumb fun, and that's 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 cool. It's fun. You know, Tony kicked the shit out of that issue, and Rick had fun. And yeah, it was it was cool. And I enjoyed you know Franken Castle. It's great. It's not Fear Agent, but it's great. <laughs> In all honesty, Fear Agent was is not that far removed from dumb Punisher no, Eleven. No, it, that wasn't that wasn't Frank. That was it, it was Heath Houston. I mean, if we want to be honest about it, yeah, there was a resemblance a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's Heath Houston as as the Punisher, and that's cool. I had fun with it, and it was cool, and it was it was fun, and and there's nothing. At all wrong with that, but I would rather read Fear Agent. Uh, well, maybe it's just my ties to the Bronze Age Marvel with the man it's thing. It's because they had man thing, admit it. What, what, no, it, it was like this big drive-in movie mashup between, uh, yeah. have you ever, have you ever seen Al Adamson's Dracula versus Frankenstein? It's almost universally regarded as a bad movie, but it's, it's awesome. It is such a, it's not a bad movie. It's a, it's so good, so bad that it's good. It's like Dracula versus Frankenstein mashed up with Toho's Destroy All Monsters and Jules Bass's Mad Monster Party with charred flesh and much less singing. That's what yeah. Punisher Eleven was. It was Man Thing, Living Mummy, The Morlocks, Manphibian. Come on! It well, was, I will reserve judgment until I've actually read it. So. It's fun, and and if you. I can't. If you have any kind of excitement for the medium of just having fun with comics, this this book is tailor made for you. It's it was impossible for Vince to not segue into a book that came out today. <laughs> it was. I know, I know. He couldn't wait to talk about this book. You know what? It was. It was fun. Uh, but the 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 special episode would. I'm gonna have to side with you. I was just like, thank you. What sir. is? It was okay. No, it wasn't Vin, better than okay. Vin, no, it was okay. no, no, it was okay. Well, if, if so, okay means plantanas, then yeah, it was no, okay. No, it, it was okay, and there were a lot of problems with it, but it was... <sighs> I just as soon not spend any more time on it. It was oh, okay. My, hurt you, my God. To death for two episodes. Jason, <laughs> Jason, the man, the man thing is like, it's not the Boggy Creek moving so slow birds think he's uh-huh. a tree man thing. It's a super uh-huh. fast man thing. Scream, All right, that's cool. You know, screaming through the sewers, burning and killing, and uh, <laughs> I suspect I will like Punisher Eleven much more than I liked the list. I'm sorry. yes, yes, yes. It was much a um, hundred times better than the list. Is uh, uh it, it, Gabe? It, give us a shout out. Let's see if you're back. Am I back? Am I back? Yeah, he's back. Yeah, back where you belong. Yes. All right, great. No. So well, two things. Davros mm-hmm. doesn't say exterminate. It's the Daleks and nice. Um, I actually have seen Al Adamson's uh, Dracula. Oh, Wars. good on you! 
Uh, All right. Yeah, no, I've seen I've seen many of the Al Adamsons. Oove. Um, Jay Carroll Nash, he's the man. I'm gonna I'm I'm Lon Chaney's last movie because because uh-huh. Davros has said exterminate before. Oh, well, okay, but he, I don't know if we're going know, old school or not. So you know, yeah, yeah, no, if you're gonna you come at me with the Doctor Who, I'm gonna come back at you because oh, how, yeah. did we get, how did we get in the topic of Doctor Wait, Who? Wait, there's a heavyweight fight. <laughs> 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 Anyway, uh, so so Gabriel, so I was saying, giving a shout out to Heathen Town, which is the the OGN uh, that was put out uh, through Shadowline, right? That's yeah. that's put it out. Um, yeah. That's the first work I, I've seen. I, I've seen of you in your in your uh, return to um, to comics, and um, it, it's obviously quite a, a dep- for those that aren't familiar. It's it's it's, it's quite a different um, uh, look and feel and, and and focus than than your Marvel stuff. It's it's. Um, uh, well, yeah, I should probably you talk about it, but uh, but but it's essentially a uh, an OGN. It's it's a horror book um, that was written by your wife. Uh, mm-hmm. Is it Karina? Is that how he's saying yes. it? Karina or yes. Karina? Karina. Um, and and Karina. Okay, and and drawn by by you. Um, and I was just interested, and I was going to ask you this: uh, the obligatory "Who are your inspirations?" But I have to say that um, that in in, in Heathen Town in particular, um, I definitely thought. That uh, that there were pages that reminded me quite a bit of of, of Bernie Wrightson, um, which which I mean in the highest as a highest form of compliment I can. Um, so I'm just curious if 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 that's if if that aesthetic is something that 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 you were going for, or it's just again kind of because the work was a horror work, it just kind of brought that out in you. Um, yeah, but, it's it's both things, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was you know it's what the story was, but uh, but I I definitely was inspired by. Um, you know, by the creepy and eerie, and uh, and and certainly by by Bernie Wrightson. Um, actually, um, can I guess before you reveal? Uh, yeah, what Johnny 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 Craig, Johnny Craig, the, all of the the EC guys. You know, I mean, all that stuff was was definitely on my mind at the time. But at the same time, I wasn't you know I wasn't specifically looking at the stuff trying to you know, to recreate anything, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, um, it was more a general, you know, my general love of that stuff that was coming sure. through. And, well, it, um, but, uh, just as far as Bernie Wrightson goes, uh, mm-hmm. he, in a very specific way, uh, you know, inspired the look of this because, um, I had been very, uh, hesitant to ink my own stuff in the past. And, um, uh, and, you know, I'd only done pencils back when I was working in the nineties and uh but since i'd been doing storyboards i i'd inked them with a like a brush pen or whatever and uh and gotten lots more confident at it and i worked with bernie on a movie um oh, and oh, really? uh, and uh he was very much uh he he, he very much of the the opinion that uh that like everybody should just ink themselves because even if it even if it's not slick even if it's not perfect then something is going to come through there you know and uh and i you know and i i that was exactly what i was thinking of when i when i figured you know what i'm just gonna sit down i'm gonna do all this myself and you know if it's not perfect if it's not you know it's not super slick then you know it's fine you know hopefully something more will come through so you know it's very specifically about bernie yeah great it's interesting you know hearing different artists talk about the the penciling and inking process you know we we talked with uh, Christian Alme on the other podcast that I do um about working with with Doug Mankey and you know it's like Doug has his style and Christian has his style 
and whenever Christian inks Doug, he he describes it as creating a third person in the room, yeah. and 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 so I love hearing about that. But then there's also you know whenever you're talking about working on on War Machine in the early '90s, it's like yeah, maybe not the best mix. I mean, yeah. So yeah. so it's like you know there are those great penciler inker teams you know burn austin hester parks uh, you know it, you can it, name a few of them you know throughout comics history that work so well together and it's like yeah i can't imagine one of them without the other and and yeah. they you know together they create this third entity but I, th- I think more often than not anymore we see um it, it, it doesn't always work, and I think that that you're right. A lot, a lot of the times, the the penciler knows the line they're trying to lay down, and and it works better if they ink themselves. I mean, and it's I think the the continued evolution of of anchors maybe maybe leaving the industry. I don't know if they ever if they're you know will ever be gone altogether. But yeah, it's 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 a different industry now with 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 anchors. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think a lot of that is about, uh, I guess, about the the accessibility of, of well, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's about the technology and about being able to finish the pages yourself and just send them mm-hmm. off. But yeah. um, and that's certainly the case for people who just pencil and they reproduce from the pencils. I'm not a big fan of that. I mean, not not for you know for any reason other than I David Sears. I just don't <laughs> love the look of it very much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I mean, uh, it's I mean, but. I mean, there are some people who, uh, like, I mean, there are certain instances where, you know, Gene Colan's pencils have been reproduced and, uh, and you know, they look amazing, but yeah. he's sort of painting with the pencil. You well, know, that, that's because it's that, fucking Gene Colan. Right. But, yeah. I mean, but still, some you can do it in a way that, that looks good. Uh, I just, what I don't really like is when people are penciling so tight to look, to give the appearance of ink. I don't mm-hmm. really. It just feels like yeah, if it's a, it, it's penciled. It should feel like a pencil. If it's inked, it should feel like it was inked. Kind, kind of what Eagle Sham is doing on on Fantastic Four right now. Yeah, I don't want to knock yeah. him. I've actually been reading well, that. Yeah, I'm enjoying yeah. that book. Oh, oh, it's a great it's a great book, and I I think that I think that he and Paul Mounts are kind of experimenting with it right now. And, and kind of seeing what they can do. And, you know, comic, I mean, that's one of the awesome things about comics is that it, they're always and always should be experimenting with the medium. And, and I don't, I won't ever knock anyone for failing it as long as they're experimenting. And, and I think that Eagle Sham and, and, and Mounts are, are experimenting with, with Fantastic Four right now. And is, is it always successful? No. But, but I think they're, they're trying to do something kind of cool. And, and, and that's, that's fine. I'm never going to knock anyone for doing that. Yeah. You know, I think we shouldn't discount the power of that mystical third entity that comes from a combination of a separate penciler and, a, and an anchor because to just to bring it back to John Burns Namor Bob Wycheck inked the first couple issues of that and it looks fantastic and then Burn took over everything himself and as we saw on Next Men and books that John just took the reins and did everything not as good as the way it looked with, you know, Wycheck or Austin, or, because right. the, John started using that, that crazy craft tint paper that Eastman and Laird used on the Turtles, where, you know, <laughs> you know, where you can, it's, there's a, you ink with a developer, 
and it, yeah. it, it'll make, uh, yeah, depending on which developer you use or a combination of both, you can get angles and combination of angled lines, and it's really muddy. Burns yeah, like yeah. middle middle part of Namor, and you didn't see that on the Y check stuff. And the same thing with Next Men. There are s- s- you know sections of Next Next Men that are just like incredibly muddy. Well, plus and, he started yeah, and he lettered his own stuff with his own font, and that's covered right, in smart work and right, right. a lot of space. Yeah. And then he I, way back then he started with the uh, the computer assisted drawing too, yep. and it's just wow, John. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it doesn't look bad, but it's not yeah. John. I'll take he was somebody. He was somebody mm-hmm. who always kind of rose and fell on the strength of the inker. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, at least <laughs> yeah. I followed him. You know, when, when I followed his stuff as a kid, I was always hyper aware of who was inking his stuff at any given moment. Sure. And, uh, you know, and some, I mean, some people uh, a lot more successfully than others. And, you know, there were times when, I mean, you know, you have to wonder to a degree because there were times earlier uh, than that in his career that, uh, that he was really he was able to ink himself very solidly and it looked great. Uh, but as you know, as things went on, you know, I mean, I, I seem to remember picking up like, you know, maybe he had a run on Wonder Woman or something like that Oof, a lot later, yeah. you know, and yeah. it was just it was not pretty, you know. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, you know, that that may. There may be other factors involved, I would imagine. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think right. I, I, after, after you get past the Terry Austin and even the Wyatt check, I think current, or, or well, not current because it was the 90s, but I, when, when he moved to, to DC and did Legends and, and, and the Superman family of books, I know Giordano inked them a little bit on, on, uh, yeah. on Action mm-hmm. Comics, on the team up book, but I think Carl Kessel was absolutely phenomenal. Over yeah. John Burns pencils. Yeah, that was yeah. Beautiful. He was one of the best ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Kessel is an anchor sinker, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But he, and he even, even, I mean, Burn needed a really crisp anchor to make yes. it, you know, to make it work. You know, I mean, I, it seems like you know, uh, I know, I, I just, I know there were other anchors at the time on the Superman stuff that were, you know, that had a little murkier style. So I'm probably how I would ink John Byrne, you know, that doesn't, that just doesn't really work. Well, not even, but, not even murky, but also overshadowed. Sorry, it's like, like, like no, Ordway right. or Al Gordon. It's like, you could really tell when, when they kind of overtook Byrne's line. And I mean, I, Ordway is, is fantastic on his own, but, but to see him make Byrne, it's like, it's, I know Byrne is there somewhere, but it really feels yeah. like a Jerry Ordway drawing. Yeah. I mean, well, well that, that's the thing on Ordway is that, that I've always heard is that, you know, everything that Jerry Ordway inks looks like Jerry Ordway. Yeah. 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 Although I love, I loved the, uh, the crisis on infinite earths issues that, uh, he, oh, with Perez. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. Oh. I mean, I, when mm. I was a kid, I just thought that looked fucking awesome. You know? but, it, it, no, no doubt. Uh, but even, even though John does have a tendency to, over embellish his work and and the the lines a little too ratty. There's still that John Byrne drawing style underneath everything that carries it a long way uh, further than it would be if it was just an average penciler. Do, do, do you understand what yes, I'm trying to sure. get at? He he's so strong. His graphic sensibility is so tight mm-hmm. and so recognizable that yeah, even though the the embellishment isn't optimal, it still has a certain level of quality that He's, you don't see in a he, lot of other people's work. He, and, and I don't talk about it that much, but he is, without a doubt, my favorite artist of all time. Because of his star really? brand run? <laughs> um, you know, it's funny because I have to say that, that uh, good one, David. It, it's hard to be in our generation and not 
have some appreciation of Byrne, and certainly he did some of my most favorite books of all time. But I am struck as I look at some of them now, uh, how I don't know that he could get away with what he did then now because expectations have changed. I mean, if you look at yeah, sure. Alpha Flight, almost every panel has nothing in the background. I yeah, mean, it's, it's basically true. a color, a solid color. And while it worked fine, and I, 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 read, I remember the stories fondly, and I don't think it took away from the story, nowadays that just would not fly. I mean, to have just a, a solid color in the background with nothing. But I, I don't nowadays you, you have the technology where, you know, everybody's going to do it digitally. So why? Oh, sure. That's oh, what I'm I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, doing, right. <laughs> but I'm saying the point is, is it's changed. So, I mean, yes. it, yeah. right. But I, uh, I would much rather Burr, see. He'll do, it all, he'll do sure. all those back, backgrounds in SketchUp, you know. I mean, right. He's been doing you know stuff like that for ages. But wouldn't you rather see a blank background than something you know was just popped yes. out of a you know? Yes. Yeah. Like, yes, like, yeah, like some of the like like the uh, when when Sue had the baby and and Doc Ock was was fighting Reed and and or his arms were fighting Reed. You had uh, you had the city. You even had like the, the background on the cover may have been. A uh, well, not at the time it was Photoshop, but I mean it may have been a a a um. Well, a you're modified. getting all shitty now. Really? You're, yeah. It's probably because there's five of us. It's yeah. That's okay. Uh, but, um. So should I stop talking? No. Oh, don't do that. There'll <laughs> oh, be mass yes. suicides. <laughs> yeah. Come on. People will be jumping. Oh, heaven forbid that. I I know. Okay, so we. I think you're good now. For the five of us, we remember burn. From Uncanny X Men or Fantastic Four, but you do have—I'm sure there's a group of people that know him as a Superman artist, and I'm mm-hmm. sure there are people that know him as being one of the founders of Legend at Dark Horse, and and so he's an independent artist, and now he's doing work for IDW. But I mean, wheeling the chopper bunch, come on. Okay, so he's even, even better. <laughs> you know, Raj 2000. So I mean, but but is it? I'm not going to speak for you guys. When someone says John Burner, if they ask if you associate Burn with a company, because I, I associate Perez with with DC, even though I know sure. he did mm-hmm. Adventures in Fantastic Four, what company or what publisher do you associate Burn with? X Men, well, Marvel, X Men. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Marvel. but I mean, but for me, I, actually, I was kind of, uh, you know, uh, I was not ever as huge of an X Men fan, and um, and so probably I ended up seeing more John Byrne stuff. On that Superman DC okay. and all that, then you know, even though I did, you know, I was I read the Fantastic Four that he did. I was very aware of his stuff at Marvel, but um, you know, but I probably ended up, although that only lasted like two years or something, right? Not even the the burn Superman, Superman? yeah, yeah, because yeah, you have because uh, right now there's well, I don't know if it's right now. There was after, I think after Burn, because Burn left during. Uh, Superman put himself in exile, right? Burn left during yeah, that that, that, that storyline, and uh, and after that, things came to light about whether or not it was um, it was Burn's idea to make Luthor the character he was portrayed, or if it was Marv Wolfman that kind of took the ball in that direction. But then you also had, I think I I didn't want to see Burn leave because it was such a short stint yeah. after making his mark on the character and redefining his his. The, the character itself, but once he left, you had you had four Superman books by like Stern and Grummet and Simonson and Bogdanov and 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 Ordway and and it just it was it was a beautiful time to be a Superman fan and, and you had Jerkins and breeding and it was it was just every week you had a new Superman book and it it 
even if you just read Man of Steel or only read Action Comics, I mean, that was fine. You had the diamond. You could have read them along if you wanted to. But they were still kind of separate in a way. Man, that was fun back then. Yeah. And you know what? I, he... In- he has a he has a, a very acerbic sense of humor because in the Namor run, he carried over that Superman stuff into Namor. There's there's a part where you remember the two um, no the twins Desmond <laughs> and Phoebe who uh, tried to to get the jump oh, on, yeah, on yeah, Namor yeah, yeah, yeah. and and Desmond pushes his sister off the top of a building and Namor says this looks like a job for Submariner and <laughs> it's it's almost the same sequence that he that when Superman saved Lois Lois right and 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 uh, it's it's almost panel for panel but you know yeah, I guess it's it's hard to leave Superman behind when you basically reinvigorate the title for the next 40 freaking years yeah. 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 No, really. I'm, all this, all this Superman stuff that we're seeing now would not have been possible if it wasn't for John Byrne. I'm sure he would tell you that too. Hey, it's me again. I realized that when I was talking about picking up Cairo, I said Artie Picard. Now the art is actually by M. K. Perker. Gorgeous art. I just feel ashamed now that I forgot the guy's name. But yeah, you should go totally pick it up. I can't wait to read it. Just slipping through it, it looks fantastic. And I, I'm, I'm just loving Air, which is such a underrated series that I'm sure I'll, 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 I'll be loving it. All right. Gone for real this time. Trolley's coming. Bye. Hey, guys. It's Kami again. It's another Wednesday evening, and I got my comics, and it's another Wednesday that has rings included. Last week, I was bragging about how I had my Sinestro ring. This week, I'm bragging about how I got my orange and indigo rings. But more importantly, I uh, take the trolley to and from my my comic store, and on the way back, there are a bunch of Navy guys me living in San Diego, you know, whenever a new ship comes in, they all like to flock on the public transportation system, go downtown and meet cute babes. But this is Veterans Day of all days, too, so I'm sure they were thinking about showing off the tattoos and saying, yeah, look at that. How about you uh, drop your drawers, sugar britches? Well, I don't know if they say that. I'm not in the armed forces. But anyway, back to the point. I was reading my comics on the trolley, had my rings on, total geeky, just geeking out proud to be a comic book fan. And I noticed a couple of the guys sitting across from me. They're kind of, you know, giving me looks like this guy's reading comic books. What the hell? Come on. How old are you, kid? Those kind of looks. And so one of them, you know, because douchebags usually do this, they like to uh, initiate conversation and make you look like more of a dork. But anyway, he was going, so uh, what you reading there? And I was like, oh, well, it's a uh, Booster Gold... Ugh, I never heard of them. So uh, what's with the what's with the uh, jewelry on your fingers? And you know they're snickering, laughing. Like, oh well, it's a, it's a Green Lantern event. He goes, but but those rings are like you know purple and and orange. I go, yeah yeah, but there's there's a big event going on in the DC universe called Blackest Night. And, you know, dead heroes are coming back from the dead. And it all takes place in Green Lantern. And the guy's face kind of like lit up because. He knew who Green Lantern was. As a matter of fact, he was a big fan when he wasn't, you know, younger of Green Lantern. So while his friend was continuing snickering, he was like, really? Then he got really interested. Then we had this whole conversation about Blackest Night, and I was trying to explain to him and tell him where the closest comic book shop was and whatnot. And when he left the uh, trolley, 
his friend was kind of just like changed of attitude, like, dude, dude, I thought, like, you know, gonna make fun of that guy. And he was like, shut up, dude, shut up. You know, that sounds cool. So, comic books, making the big macho guys, the itty bitty uh, geek fat heart, uh, Excelsior. Uh. <laughs> You know, I, I've actually I've got the uh, uh, the Uncanny X Men Omnibus. Uh, I'm looking through it right now, and just amazing stuff. And and to think about Alpha Flight and the genesis of that team, and then you know what it what it became in in its own series. God, I would love love to have a decent Alpha Flight comic again. What what went oh, wrong? Yeah. Oh, it'll what happen. Went, no, it'll uh, happen. What went wrong? Well, I'll, what, I'll tell you yeah, exactly yeah. what went wrong. What went wrong with that? What, Bendis Stan, went wrong. <laughs> Stan, Stan and Jack did not create Alpha Flight. Everything that Burn, with the exception of Superman, everything that Burn ever wanted to do at Marvel was mm-hmm. based on a Stan and Jack creation. So okay. he, that's why he left. That's why he swapped to True. go do Incredible Hulk with Bill, the, Bill Mantlo and, and Mignola and, and Jerry Taliuk went and, and did Alpha Flight because they were working on Incredible Hulk at the time. Byrne was tired of doing Alpha Flight because, like I said, it wasn't a Janice Stack, re- <laughs> Stan and Jack creation. So yeah. they swapped, and he got to do Hulk for, like, what, eight issues? He wasn't even on the Hulk that long. Yeah, but it was even. awesome. He split so personalities. Yeah, no, it was awesome. Splitting Hulkbusters, and I love it. And, uh, and yeah, and, and shortly after, he goes to DC. But it was, it was, yeah, I mean, he left Alpha Flight either because he was tired of it, but it primarily it's because... The the forefathers didn't didn't work on it. Well, well, didn't yeah. Bendis kill off Alpha Flight and New? Uh, I'm not even going there. No, it, I mean I love that that book so much when I was yeah. growing up. And yeah, me too. It, it just has been so mishandled. And, and you'll get you know Omega Flight and whatever the hell they tried to do with that. Just bring back the original team. I mean the, they they must be hard that. to now. Well. <laughs> What? I know death is never permanent, but they need to yeah. have some kind of and they they they, they muck that team up so bad. Yeah, they're hanging around. The songbird was in uh, Incredible Hercules, getting tapped yep. by her. Er- Her super hero squad show. Good old yep. Herc. Uh, let's see. Um, Box uh, is part of the. Uh, oh, you know, X-Nine you said songbird. Pod. You meant snowbird. Snowbird. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, we, we sorry. Snowbird. It. Yeah. Um, uh, Madison Jeffries is part of the Science Squad. Yep. Right now, love uh, that. I think Fraction has a good handle on Jeffries. I like that. Yeah, uh, Sasquatch is still around. Walter's still around. Lankowski, because he was the leader of the the most recent revamp, uh, the post after all the and, re- right. The, so yeah, so U.S. Agent is part of the Mighty Avengers, and and uh, right. Vader and Bill is somewhere. Arachne somewhere, right? Yes. Yeah, so. well, well, who who is your favorite member of Alpha Flight? Mac. Oh, the current really? living one, or you, no, the, no vintage ever Alpha Mac Flight. Uh, or Puck. Shaman. Puck. I'd, I'd say Puck or uh, Puck or or Box. I was always it, a big Shaman fan. Me too. Oh damn! I don't want to agree with you. Yeah, I no! like. Uh, <laughs> uh, I like Talisman more than Shaman personally. Of course, he's hot. Well, no, no I, I, because that relationship, I thought there were so many different ways they could have gone with that character that they that they you know just haven't yet. I, I thought Shaman was a really interesting character with a lot yeah. of different possibilities. It was really I mean obviously it was a short lived relationship as far as how it went in the comics for the first twelve issues, but I really got a uh, a Kirk Spock vibe with Mac and uh and Michael. Mm-hmm. Gabriel, do you yeah. have a favorite? Um you know I I guess I lean towards Puck, but you know I, I 
one thing about one thing that makes me kind of a bad comic book reader is that I I really I, I loved that that burn run on Alpha Flight and I'd be perfectly happy if that was I mean it already exists it's there mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and we don't need to bring them back in some kind of like half-assed way that's mm-hmm. going to be ultimately unsatisfying. Well, you know? I think you're right. We, yeah. we've, we've already done that. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I think to your point is that is that that right is that we we want to romanticize what we remember but it's really impossible to recapture that because number one we have gets back to something Vince and I were arguing about last week uh, expectations for the characters because again yeah. we're basing it on yeah. we, we have years of reading them we remember it's them very fondly it's you know it's it's no different than if Alan Davis was to do Excalibur again um, I would jump you know through through a, a million levels of hell to see that book but it could well fall flat to a lot of people if it's not yeah, nostalgic yeah. or more, oh. most recently new mutants right i think new mutants is its current its current run is very nostalgic for the old uh new mutants but it's not the same and uh while i'm enjoying it fine enough fine enough because i was nostalgic for that i have uh, a lot of affinity for those characters i don't necessarily think the pieces are coming together all that well yet but I don't mind. I can trudge through it because I'm happy to see them. But I don't know if it's working anywhere compared to how I remember the original. Run. Dude, it's getting yeah. there though. It's getting there. Yeah. And, and I, yeah. in the end, in, in the end, you're just like you know, okay, go go read old New Mutants issues. Go read the first twelve issues of Alpha Flight, which well, were were awesome. You know, but, <laughs> but, but you but, guys but think, I, yeah. Well, no, I was going to say, do you guys think that be, that one of the potential benefits of the world we live in now of everything being traded and, and reprinted maybe will lead to that in the sense that you know it, it, it was easy to say that but you'd have to go back and, and trudge through the back issues and make sure you had the run and, and while a lot of us did that it, that, that kind of went by the wayside but I guess these days it seems like it's much easier to go back and read a run I mean you could pick up New Mutants yeah. classics in most mm-hmm. comic stores and read yeah, that yeah. run you don't have to buy this book which I, I don't know if a lot of people are doing that but I feel like the people that are out buying New Mutants classics are the people that that have the issues in their in their long yeah, boxes somewhere probably. too. Um, but it, I guess you could argue that we're we're at a point where you really can say, "Hey, you want to read some good X Men? Go, you know, go read the the uh, the, the the Uncanny yeah. Masterworks or the the Omnibus." Right. I don't know. Or Maybe, or when it's when it's made available to just buy it, uh, you know, on your iPhone or at you know at the drop of a hat. You know, I mean, when when things are made completely. Mm-hmm available and i mean i you know it which is i mean i have very mixed feelings about all of that you know i'm mm-hmm. i'm very much a print guy but at the same mm-hmm. time i think that there's a lot of uh you know there's a lot of value in the digital stuff but i mean you know just to your point it's uh you know the the accessibility of all of that stuff is going to be uh major you know it's it's going to increase exponentially uh when when things become available digitally Sure. Right. To that end, have you been approached, or would you consider putting Heathen Town in digital form? I mean, I know it's a oh yeah, one, yeah, so. we've been approached. I mean, I uh, my um, <laughs> uh, my my feeling about it is that I'm not. Um, I don't want to do it for uh, mobile devices, you know, because it's it really wasn't drawn to you know, to, to, right. to look at it on a tiny little screen, you know, sure. there's an immense amount of details and the, the, I, I just, I've, uh, you know, I've done tests with it and looked at it on my phone and it just looks like 
a mess, you know? Okay. It doesn't, you know, there's, there's things that work on different platforms. But, uh, Karina and I are very, you know, for, for Heathentown and for future projects are very open to, uh, to the digital option. I mean, be that a reader of some kind, you know, Kindle, a uh, color Kindle or, or, or something that represents the size a little bit better. But, right. um, the Mac, the Mac tablet is coming. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah. Just um, hang out. Well, no, exactly. So that, but, but, but I'd also, I'm also, um, it's not like I, I wouldn't be interested in doing things that were, you know, geared towards that, you know, geared right, towards right. being on a smaller format. Sure. To that end, did, did you, um, presumably you're, you're not done with the world of creator owned projects? I no, no. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, if anything, I'm accidentally a Marvel Comics artist. You know, uh-huh. I'm not entirely <laughs> sure how it happened. You know, um, <laughs> a- a- agents Agents of Atlas is the most creator-owned Marvel project ever. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, um, it's I I didn't I only got into this with the intention of I'd like to do creator-owned stuff and mm-hmm. uh, you know and I'd like to tell stories I'm interested in and. Um, and also, I'd like to to put out work that was better than the work I did in the '90s. But you know, um, uh, and I and it just kind of happened that I ended up uh, working for Marvel. But I absolutely we you know we have three different projects that we're developing, and um, you know uh, we're uh, it's it's just a question of getting them done. Mm-hmm. You know, and when you say we, you mean you and Karina? So you're yes. going to be a yes. Okay, so um, yeah, we're writing them together, and we're mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we we had done. Uh, sorry, we had done. Oh my God, uh, we we did a um, uh, a web comic. We started doing a web comic for Zuda uh, called The Crooked Man that we both mm-hmm. wrote and drew. That was and that's really nice. good, and it's it's one of the projects that uh, you know that you know, there's some interest from people, and um, and we're um, we're putting it together as a graphic novel. Okay. Um, you know, we and we have two other projects that that we're working on to, and it's and it's kind of a question of what can get the right traction first, and when you know, and what what I'm able to devote my time to, mm-hmm. uh, because the big problem is having the time to draw it all. You know, sure, Especially sure. When I'm drawing like thirty pages of Marvel comics a month for some reason, you know, <laughs> <laughs> really, that's a good problem that's to have, though. Oh, that is, so, yeah. Uh, on top of the Hollywood work, you're doing more than a full issue of of comics a month. Well, now. right now I am, yeah. I and although I haven't, um, I'm not on a movie right now. It's um, it's it's kind of a confluence of things. I mean, the uh, it's a very bad time for the Hollywood stuff, but um, but which doesn't mean I haven't been offered things. I have. I just um, I'm just in a position right now where I'd kind of rather do these comics than uh, mm-hmm. than a lot of stuff that I've been offered. And yeah, we sure. are, and we are lucky because of it. <laughs> well, I think so. Gabriel, about two pages a day, pencils and uh, that's and what I'm. Yeah, that's what I'm trying for. It Amazing. comes out to be about a page and a half, you know. But oh, uh, nice, it's like Marvel's Mike Norton. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. I think he does a lot more. Than that, but um, uh, but I uh, yeah, I I um, I've ended up kind of um, you know, getting into a thing where I basically I'm doing the comics, but I'll 
I'm taking commercials or uh, other things that are a couple days worth of work. And then, uh, you know, mostly if I can do them at home and I can just do them kind of on my own terms and, and fit the comics in as well, you know, mm-hmm. because I have to make money in here at some point, theoretically, you know, <laughs> right, you know? Right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, which doesn't so much happen in the comic well, book industry. I, I have to say, uh, I, a lot of people would think being a comic book illustrator is one of the coolest jobs on the earth, and uh, so it's rare that your spouse would actually have a cooler job than you, but I think you, <laughs> your wife has a cooler uh, job than you have, actually. Uh, that uh, is probably true, yeah. She's uh, she's a zookeeper at the Playboy Mansion. Yes, it's pretty oh awesome. Oh, my God. Oh, damn, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> very cool. No kidding. Yeah, yeah it's very no, cool. It's true. It's true. Does she, does she bring any of the creatures home? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Oh, Vince, you're oh, you're a le- <laughs> well, you oh, know, nice. you know, we've got the we've got the Playboy Tower here in Chicago, but not uh, the Playboy yeah. Mansion. Yeah, always trying yeah. to one up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's not the third coast, baby. <laughs> why? Why you gotta give me shit about my awesome town, the greatest city in the universe? <laughs> Only because you're so you have you have such pride for your town. It's it's, easy, it's an easy mark. I've That's actually fine. only, so, ever, I, I can't, to be fair, I've, I've only ever spent a week in, in Chicago. It was the worst week of my life, but. Uh, <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> it wasn't because of Chicago. It was because I was working you on. Go to a uh, wizard con? Or? I, yeah. It's the longest <laughs> year I spent one week. <laughs> I was working on Home Alone 3. Oh, in ouch. Evanston, Three. And, in a miserable gymnasium that, uh, uh, John Hughes called a studio. And, oh, you got uh, to work with John Hughes. It, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, <laughs> 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 no, too many endorsement there to the late John Hughes. <laughs> he, he he's dead now. You can say no, well, that's a word. Rest in, no, rest in he, he, he was fine. He re- he. You know he. Uh, those movies are terrible, though. I mean, yes, I, I yes. did that. I did Blubber with. Uh, oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this was not the classic John Hughes period. This was when I was first getting into storyboards. You well, know? you, you, sir, need to come to Chicago for a completely different reason, and we need to show you what a great town this is. Yeah, no, I, I would actually love to. I'd love to actually come there and and, uh, and spend some time there when it wasn't, uh, you know, January working on a the miserable third. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. so. Maybe we can but, get you. Get you in town next October or something. Mm-hmm. This is what I would like you to do. I'd like you to schedule the next Windy City Con at the uh-huh. same weekend as the Pitchfork Music Festival. Because then I could I could go to one day of that. I could go to uh-huh. one day of Windy City. And uh, and then I would have the perfect reason to come to Chicago. Well, we, we can do that. When is <laughs> yeah, we'll I have to find out. Let's find out. Yeah, I think it's in July or something. Yeah, I know it'll never work for you guys. I'm always tempted to go to that music festival. I'm always tempted to, to go there for a comic show. I can find you good music that weekend. We can work around <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, I, th- I think Chris moved all his CDs to, to, to like his iPod, so there you go. Just <laughs> right. <laughs> jam in his kitchen. We, we, we can work on this. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> that that the the Pittsburgh Festival is awesome though. That's it's good music town. So you back yeah. you back with us, Vince? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. G- Gabriel, you briefly talked about the influence on uh, of uh, Wrighton on Heathen Town. Yeah, all encompassing career. What are your top three inf- influences? Which artists influence you, you the most? Yeah, I mean that's really difficult. I mean Gene <laughs> Colan is big. 
uh, obvious, you know, I say people and they sound obvious. Alex Toth. Um, mm-hmm. I can see you that, know, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, probably a less obvious one is Noel Sickles. He, uh, Ooh. early comic strip artist, <laughs> uh, did Scorchy Smith. Yeah. And, uh, that, you know, his brushwork is, especially in the latter, like the latter part of, um, Scorchy Smith is very, very influential for me, uh, especially in the, the recent stuff and, uh, um, I actually bought a Noel Sickles page a couple of years ago at, um, or strip, you know, uh, um, an original at, uh, San Diego, uh, back when I was a rich, uh, movie guy. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, it, uh, that's, that, for, that stuff connects with me a lot. And, uh, um, you know, and Kniff and a lot of comic strip artists, at least, especially in the last several years, not, not when I was a kid, you know, mm-hmm. when I was a kid, I loved George Perez, you know, but, um, who's great. Uh, but, uh, I, uh, you know, Wrightson certainly is a, is an influence and, you know, a lot, Alex Toth and, you know, uh, Bernard Kriegstein, however mm-hmm. you say his name. Nice. Yeah, and, you know, uh, um, and a lot of European guys as well. Um, one guy who's great, who I think is, I don't know where he's from, Argentina or something, Zaf- uh, Zafino, Jorge mm-hmm. Zafino. Yep. And, um, you, you a Dave Stevens guy? Oh, yeah, I like his stuff. I loved it when I was yeah. a kid, you know. I mean, it's, it's, you know, he does great stuff. There's no question about his, you know, his beautiful draftsmanship, you know. I mean, it's not somebody I look at necessarily. Yeah. Uh, a lot, but um, you know, but I, I do love his stuff. I loved Neil Adams a lot when I was younger. Uh, I probably I've, his stuff doesn't connect with me as much now. Mm-hmm. May have may have been my unfortunate Neil Adams uh, personal experience. At, uh, oh, you know, so, do you care to share? Can't hit and run, man. Hey, sure. You know, I mean, uh, I was like, I think I was, you know, I was seventeen, sixteen, seventeen. It was before I, you know, really got into. I did got any professional work and uh, I showed him my portfolio and he, you know, and there was a whole group of people gathered around and he went out of his way to be as obnoxious and humiliating as possible about my stuff for the, the entertainment of the people, uh, you know, the people standing around, uh, you know, uh, telling me that, uh, that, that I may, I may love, you know, uh, uh, drawing a giant bulge in Superman's pants, but it's not what, you know, what, you know, pe- kids reading comics want to see. And really miserable, humiliating experience. Well, well so, he, you know, he did I, that to Frank Miller, too. So you're in good Yeah, company. yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. in truth, it's not because of that that I'm not as much into that. But it's... Uh, it, it, but it, it was probably the worst experience of uh, of showing. Wow. Well, was it a big I, bulge in Superman's pants? It was enormous. <laughs> but, enormous. Uh, <laughs> it was huge. Um, it, it, no. It, it was just, he was just being a dick, you know. I mean, he was just going out of his way to be like that. But uh-huh. yeah. I sort of got karmic, not that I'm I, sorry, Vince, or whatever, but I don't believe in karma in any way, but I got so, sort of karmic. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna uh, get you. Uh, um, <laughs> much later, I was working on a. I don't know if I should tell this or not. Um, I was working on uh, uh, Jurassic Park three, and uh, I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> I know. And, uh, you know, but uh, you know, it was a job. It was whatever. It's like ten years ago or something. Uh, but um, I uh, 
they Neil Adams sent his portfolio over there, and I guess they were looking. He was looking for work for doing something on the show, and um, and the uh, I was in the room with the director when he got the the portfolio, and the director was like, "Well, what do you know about this guy?" And I was like, "I don't know. He was a dick to me when I was younger." And he was like, "All right, forget." <laughs> nice. <laughs> but you you did get to see Taylioni. That's a plus. Yeah, that's true. Hi guys, it's Matt, uh, aka Templar, and I'm sat in the car as I usually do, waiting outside a house, waiting for someone to show up, and on a Saturday afternoon, and I'm only, what, 15 minutes into the latest episode, and I just had to call, because David's just finished talking about his aunt, who... I don't know. Can can you adopt a nephew? I don't know if you can. Can you become someone's aunt? Because I want to put my hand up right now and just say, she's the coolest aunt e aunt I've ever heard of. David, you're a lucky guy, and uh, I'm going to call her as Wood called her Auntie Badass because that's just that's just so cool. That's so fantastic that a family member would go, you know, out of their way for their nephew's love of a medium of a of of you know that's that's your hobby Dave so David she she goes out of her way to pick up your books and and get stuff for you so auntie badass this is one um english fella um who would like to be your nephew so if david ever drops the ball um by doing anything you know inappropriate i've no idea i've got nothing there but you know if he ever isn't nephew material anymore, I'm just gonna pop my contact info over to David, um, and uh, and you know we could we could sort something out. I don't know what I'd give you in return, like a Cornish pasty or a cup of tea or something. But um, uh, David, you've got a really cool auntie there, and uh, the show's great so far. That's about it, really. <laughs> okay, bye. So I've just had a very strange experience. Um, strange in a good way. Um, you guys in the States were all at Wild Pig this past Saturday, Saturday the 14th. I saw all the bits and pieces on Twitter saying what a great time was being had and saw some pictures being posted. And I saw the very lovely, pretty boys that are uh, Jason Wood and Vince uh, and a couple of the other guys in the flat on these pictures. And I was so obsessed with my lack of being at the Wild Pig I had a direct message to uh, my buddy Alan White, New Mutant, sent me his phone number back and I phoned. I've just had a delightful conversation with Alan, got to speak to the one, the only voice, Daryl Taylor. Good to talk to you, buddy. And Wood, nice to talk to you, man. Um, It sounded like you were having, all of you were just having the best time and uh, not a nicer bunch of, of, of fellas. Could be had. Um, so I've now taken off my pants and I'm going to have some alone time uh, to look back on the experience of the last 20 minutes. So um, to all of you guys who went to the Wild Pig, I hope you had a good time and bought a shitload of stuff. I'll get there one day with my pants on. See ya. But, uh, you know, she's married to Duchovny. I saw her around... Uh, I was going to say, the, the, yeah. the X-Files movie, you know, we're coming full yeah. circle now. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, but I, at the same time, I do enormously respect Neil Adams, uh, you know, for what he did for comics, for what he did mm-hmm. for, you know, oh, yeah. Schuster, right. for all of that stuff, whatever petty personal stuff doesn't have anything to sure, do with sure. the picture of respecting his place in comics. Oh, so, in other words, you completely yeah. agree with me from last week. Thank you very much, sir. Yes. <laughs> no. Neil Adams is awesome, but there is no bigger Neil Adams fan on the face of the earth than Neil Adams. Yeah, I, I suppose. You know, I don't know. And, you know and, but he's awesome. He's, it's a, he's, he's yeah, fucking it's, Neil it's an awkward. Yeah. It's, a, it's probably an awkward place to be, like, the biggest, most revered guy in the comic book industry of the late 70s or the yeah. mid-70s yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, and not really be a, being able to transition into something bigger than that, you know, yeah. besides doing advertising boards. No, mm-hmm. hey, they, they have that Nathan XB. Come on. Yep. What? What was that? <laughs> Continuity Studios. They. they oh, oh, yeah. They make the yeah. commercial. If there's one thing I've learned from the movie business, it's separating like somebody's work from how big of a dick they are in person. That is that is the that's the course of my career. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, <laughs> well, without getting into specifics, uh, who 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 are typically bigger dicks in person the stars of movies or the directors uh, yeah i for me it's i don't know it's a tough that's a difficult call to make no star <laughs> really, realistically no star has really been that big of a dick to me because any any interaction i have with him is standing around next to uh to video village uh you know uh, uh next to the monitors on set kind of hanging out Saying two words back and forth. To got it, you know, got it. I don't have any like giant reason to to have conflict or interact with anybody. Sure, sure. Stuff. I, you know, uh, you know, I, whatever you chat with Toby McGuire or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. But, um, but uh, you know, or if you're if you're unlucky, Topher Grace. But yeah, I talked to him a bunch. He just is something. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, um, I guess Topher's not going to star in Ethantown the movie, huh? Well, we'll see. You know, <laughs> um, the as the woolly it, mammoths. Yeah, exactly. If it's it's more, you know, my you know my dealings with directors are much much more of a thing than you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just you know that's who I work for. You know, so that's. Sure. I've dealt with the most and spend the most time with, you know, and I, re- I really, the rest of it is small talk and this is business with the director. Yeah. And I don't even really have a lot of really terrible experiences with directly with, uh, um, you know, with directors that I've worked with, you know, it's, That's great. It, you know, it, it's, it's mostly been, you know, I mean, they're the guy in charge. They're trying to get the movie made, you know, and it, it, it and I completely understand, you know, being, uh, uh, you know, difficult or messianic or whatever. I mean, that's how I act to people who are under me, you know? So, uh, not really. I was joking. Uh, but, um, uh, but I, you know, it's, you know, you're, you're the head of a lot of people. You're in charge of a lot of people and, and, you know, a big right. giant machine to get that thing done. You know? so, yeah. so, and you never get to keep any of your storyboards because you mentioned that they get thrown out the next day. Is that really the truth? Oh, no, I didn't mean literally thrown out. Okay. I mean, I, yeah, I have all of that crap in boxes oh, okay. someplace. Um, I, I mean more that you draw something and it will, the, the plan will change by the mm-hmm. next day. You know? sure, so you'll sure. just have to draw that sequence again. You know? 
Yeah. Mm. Awesome. Sorry, we ended up talking about movies again. That's, well, that's, no, uh, no, no, that's cool. <laughs> no, I mean, no. there's been there's been a huge connection, you know, between between comics and movies in the last, you know, fifteen years. They've they've become really intertwined, and you know, I hope I hope that has been a, a positive for comics, and yeah. and I think that sometimes the lines get blurred a little bit. You're one of those guys that I mean, you you have a demand. You know, where there is a demand for your services in movies, but, you know, I think that you see that differentiation between comics and how it's different. And, you know, I really commend you for, for doing the work that you're doing in comics because, uh, you don't have to. And, you know, whenever I see, uh, a Gabriel Hardman comic out there, whether it's Heathen Town or the stuff that you're doing in Agents of Atlas, it's like, oh man, this is a guy that's doing it because he loves working in comics. And, well, yeah. You know, I mean that's definitely true. You know, it's yeah, definitely I mean, right. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, you're, you're I really not, like the yeah. form, you know, and uh, and it's really important to me that the form, you know, uh, of comics is the prime thing. You know, you're working in comics, you're doing a comic, and it has to be something that, you know, uh, where the story you're telling is expressed best in that format. You know, and uh, and I think that that's where a lot of people get tripped up trying to just adapt. Uh, screenplays straight into comics and sure. stuff like and you, that. And you get a you get a draw like gorillas with machine guns, which doesn't. I know, and I mean, <laughs> I'm not I'm not the guy who'll come along and say that any book is better with a gorilla. But that said, <laughs> I love <laughs> you know I. I I, that's that's easily my favorite part. I know Carlo, the uh, who drew you know uh, a lot, who's the original artist on Agent Atlas and did like you know half of the that series. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, said it was all about drawing you know Namora and and the sexy women and stuff. And sadly for me, it really is about drawing the gorilla. You know, you know, <laughs> I, I I have a a reoccurring quote on on AC. I think it is, and that is Gabe Hardman can draw the shit out of a gorilla man. Well, I. I appreciate that. <laughs> that and, and you, you just any, anytime I see Gruel Man jumping, you know, off of something and kicking ass, it's like, yeah, Gabe, Gabe can he can draw the shit out of a Gruel Man. Well, so uh, it's, it's going to be such a fun series to work on. It is. It's really fun stuff to draw. And for me, I, you know, I'm I feel really lucky to have fallen into something where. Um, where it's not just, you know, muscly guys half naked fighting each other all the time, you know? I, I, I just, that's, I know that it's comics, but that's really not my favorite thing to draw, you know? I mean, I, I really would prefer to draw people in suits and gorillas and stuff like that, you know? <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, uh, the it's I don't know I don't know although I'm doing a bit of you know full on superhero drawing on this uh, this um, uh, Agents of Atlas versus Avengers or I guess it's Avengers oh, yeah. versus Agents of Atlas yeah. series I'm working yeah. on right now which is actually pretty fun I'm, I'm uh, I did a couple of Spider Man pages uh, uh, you know over the last few days that have turned out mm-hmm. really well uh, I'm into it now Gabe who who's the uh, wh- what's the context of that is that another is that going to be flashback scenes or is it the current Lineup of Avengers. Which lineup is it's, it? It's it, it is uh, it's it's not like an out of continuity type of thing. I mean, it is uh, uh, it's it's sort of a thing where time goes haywire and they end up dealing with the classic Avengers. Uh, oh, it's, nice. Uh, the, Even the, Oh. The current Avengers, the current Avengers, the new Avengers, I guess, the ones that inexplicably have Spider-Man and Wolverine in them. Oh, sure. Are, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. uh, the the, the lame ones. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, anyway, but uh, I well, next I got to draw Spider-Man, which I actually liked a lot. I um I I took to it much more than I, I thought, it would, but I spent two years on that movie, so. I guess. <laughs> but um, but uh, yeah, and then they there's it transitions into a thing with uh, with the original Avengers lineup. That's oh, which I can't was kind wait of to see that because I, I really oh. want. Yeah, and 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 just and just writing it. Yeah, yeah, Parker's right. Of course, cool. Yep. Oh, can't wait. No, that was my first question when I was, you know, you know, yeah, no, I, you know, it'll be it'll be a fun book. You know, I'm I'm enjoying drawing it. So I'm doing that at the same time as I'm doing the backups in Hercules, and that's why I'm doing kind of more than a more than an issue's worth a month. But I'm also not working on a movie right now, so um, so it's fine. You know that's why I took the miniseries because uh, there's just not that much out there worth taking. I did um, Inception earlier this year with uh, Christopher Nolan, uh, who uh, directed the Batman movies, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and uh, you know that's his next movie. I got along with him really well. That was a really good experience. You know, I'm I'm not taking the Marmaduke movie. You know, I'd rather sure. do this, you know? I, I'd rather do. There this. are Marmaduke fans all over the world crying about that. By the way, no, I'm sure they got a very competent storyboard artist that all those Marmaduke fans will be very happy with. You didn't want to work with Jennifer um, Love Hewitt again? I have no idea. Was there a Marmaduke movie? Is there was a Marmaduke movie? Yeah. Yep. Did it actually come out? I know I got called. Oh, maybe that. not Marmaduke. That, Am I that was Garfield, it? wasn't it? Garfield. 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 She was yeah, in the okay. second one. Yeah. There you go. My apologies. There you go. <laughs> apologies to all Garfield fans for, for besmirching you. Uh, <laughs> poor Brian. I think there's a Marmaduke movie as well. I know I got a call for it. But. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, you know what? We're, we're pushing the envelope here. All right. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going past two hours. Well, right. see, I, I was going to talk about Wolverine, Old Man Logan, so... Yep, the window closed, and next week, folks, it's all DC. <laughs> okay, uh, then. Um, <laughs> you, you know what we didn't do? What, we, what? we didn't mention our sponsor this week. Oh, snappity. We, we oh, were damn. so into it that we, we completely forgot. This episode has been sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service. That's dcbservice.com, where you can get your favorite funny books at amazing discounts, huge discounts. Wamba discounts. That's right. 35, 45, 50, 75% off some stuff. You cannot beat that. Check them out, dcbservice.com. And if you are a fan of the classic comic book artists, the men that started the uh, Marvel Universe, one of them anyway, keep your eyes peeled to dcbservice.com. Little bird told me. Yeah. Oh, this is true. Dicko. Three Ds, yep. Yeah. December, Discount Comic Book Service, and Dicko. See, I wanted to make them, give them, like, dangle the carrot. Oh, yeah, make them go the there. Carrot. You guys are like, you're, Come on. Ripping, <laughs> you're ripping open the robe and you're showing it all. You gotta, Whatever. You gotta just flash it. Get people excited. Dap, okay. Yeah, King Dap just opened up the Ark of the Covenant and uh, and showed. No, everything. I didn't. Dip, Zach Cruz, he's going to open up the Ark of the Covenant later. Zing. That was great. Zing. All right, and and you know what? Yes. In your travels, you know what you should read? What's that? You should read Punisher Eleven because it is so <laughs> damn good. You, 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 you got mo- Morlocks with this subterranean Graves disease clinging to the mansion like Lamprey. Uh, uh, no, it's you know. it's beautiful. It's it's nice. just gorgeous, and I 
I'm going to be pimping it forever. If they keep doing it like this, I will be pimping it like a mother. Just nice. Have to take a vacation. No. Uh, <laughs> just did. And read uh, Agents of Atlas, <laughs> even though the, one of the brightest lights is here with us, because I just love that book, too. I love it. I, I read Assault on New Olympics. Olympics. <laughs> Assault on New Olympus, and it was gold. It was the hottest. It, it does not get any better. I don't think it could compare to X-Men versus Agents of Atlas, although I haven't read it yet. Though, so. uh, it was awesome. Um, but there are similar plot threads, and I think there was a chapter in Assault that's continued in uh, Agents of... Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the backups from Assault, well, one, or maybe the other way around, from X-Men, right. and okay. continues yeah. into Assault, on, yeah. and right. then that continues into Hercules Avengers. 138, I think. Yeah. That uh, Lovecraftian horror is gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. Gorgeous. My, uh, when uh, when Karina, my wife, saw the uh, you know the the giant octopus man splash page thing, uh, the Cthulhu guy, uh, you know, oh, yeah. she was like, "Oh, can I have that page?" And so uh, I gave it. <laughs> it's hanging nice. in the studio. Oh, sp- speaking of, do you sell your original art? Um, yeah, actually, um, I have not gotten together a rep or anything for it yet but um but we're at this moment setting up um just an online shop uh mm-hmm. for people to buy it uh it's at um gabrielhardman.etsy.com and oh, that's uh, cool. you know and we're putting some stuff on there i mean i maybe i'll get a rep at some point but mm-hmm. uh, you know for now we're just uh you know i've got a lot of this stuff at this point you know mm-hmm. and uh and i'm happy to sell any of the marvel we, stuff i'm i mean i we, hold on we, to my creator own pages but we, nice. we need to talk because there's some there's some agents that was pages I'd like to look yeah. at. As long as it's oh, not yeah. the tramp stamp page well, from Gabriel and I, I already talked one. about uh, something. I hope he remembers. Any, oh yeah, boy! No, I know. Uh, any, and, and if there's anything that uh, <laughs> <laughs> any pages that that you're interested in or anything, just tell me and I'll I'll scan them or you know uh, and and slap them up in that shop and you can take a look or send you the scans or something. Cool. You know? Cool. Cool. Well, thanks very much for coming on, and uh, in honor of that, uh, in people's travels, if they haven't already done so, uh, read Heathen Town. Uh, it, uh, oh, yeah. it, it's, it's probably best found on our sponsor site, InStockTrades.com, which it is available in InStock for a mere $6.29, people. Oh, it's dirty. Oh, my God. So, I, so, I, so worth it. I appreciate the plug. Yeah. Oh, it's well worth it. That's, uh, that's great. It was great stuff. I remember uh, bringing it to New York Comic Con. Uh, the week it came out the week before, and shoving it in Vince's face and saying, "Dude, I don't know if you know who this guy is, but you got to check this out." And, yeah, well, I was probably uh, I w- sitting like like three feet away from you guys because we <laughs> had a table there. Oh, you were <laughs> staying um, at the Milford Plaza too, the <laughs> Lullaby <laughs> of the Broadway. <laughs> and and uh, so, uh, to tell you the truth, you had me tablet hotel actually. You had me with the cover. No, actually, people like that cover. I don't know why. But, it's uh, because it's like gorgeous. It's a, it's a, but, it's a uh, <laughs> elephant tusk holding a sword or a knife and uh, and a chick with a nice ass. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good cover. My my, my very first uh, memories of, of meeting Gabe Hartman were at uh, New York Comic Con, what, like three, four years ago? Three and years you were, ago, I think. Yeah, it was yeah, right and, after Spider-Man because I, I, I drew the book right at the very, at the tail end of, uh, Spider-Man Three. Yeah, yeah, and you were you were you were pitching Heathen Town, and and uh, and Sal and I met you, and it was like, holy shit, is this stuff good? And uh, and yeah, we 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 met you there, and then uh, uh, kind of got you on the on AC after that, and it's like, yeah, the, this kid's going places. 
Yeah, you know, I've, I've become a comic book artist since then. And he, and he, and he got there despite your influence. Despite, yeah, <laughs> yeah, despite, despite, despite our, our, uh, our uh, uh, endorsing his, his talents. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it really is good to hear from you again, Gabe, because you are, you're, you're one of my favorite artists and it's been fun to, you know, and I don't want to, I don't want to get too silly about it, but you're one of the guys that I really respect in the industry because you don't have to do this and you do. Oh, well, and, you know. Yeah, and that's I mean that's 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 pretty freaking awesome. Um I I totally appreciate it. Yeah, it's 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 very cool and I hope people I hope people appreciate it cuz you're you're pretty damn good and uh um Respect. It's, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um in people's travels, um there is a mini comic that I talk at length about on this week's episode of around comics that uh that I hope people um Take the uh, take the opportunity to check out, and that is Andy Jewett's Sicko. It is uh, an absolutely fantastic web comic about family and illness and fear and what what people go through, especially if you're a um, uh, a freelancer or a contractor or a a non insured employee um in in today's in today's healthcare system and uh it is uh, a a pretty outstanding piece of work that uh um uh has a lot of personal resonance with with Andy it's it's autobiographical about uh, a pretty pretty scary fucking time in his life when it wasn't just about him being sick but thinking about um uh, a time when when he was afraid he was going to die, and they didn't know why. And and Sicko is is a pretty amazing little piece of work. So uh, check it out. I think it's is it is it available in previews? It's available on DCBS. They are offering it's built, it this yeah. month. Yeah, so yep. you can uh, you can order it to get it in uh, to get it in January. He's got the order code on um, on the forum. And, yep, uh, and you can go to to andyjewett.com and uh uh check it out. Um it is um it's a it's a pretty powerful little mini comic and yeah. uh, uh I usually don't don't read a lot of mini comics, but this is one that, you know, I don't know if it's because I know Andy personally and I was like, "Holy shit." Um or if it was just, you know, pretty darn good and I th- I think it was uh, uh a lot of both of that. It, it, it's very good. And, and knowing Andy personally, it was like, it was, yeah, it was pretty, um, it, it's one of those, it's one of those things that you read and then it sticks with you for a while. It's, uh, it's done that for me for the last week or so. I, I sat down and read it for the second time and, and it's one that's, that's really stuck with me. And maybe it's because of all the, the healthcare reform talk that, that I'm listening to on NPR or whatnot. And I'm just like, wow, this is, this is a story that that's right there with, uh, with what's going on, uh, with our government right now. So check out sicko. Definitely. He, uh, he had a follow up with his, uh, with his doctor on Monday and I didn't get a chance to check in with him today, but I'll, I'll bother him tomorrow. So I'm pretty sure everything's coming up with a, uh, with a clean bill of health now. Awesome. Yay. David, what should we read? Uh, we'll read it because it came out last week and I haven't read it yet. Uh, comic book comics number four. Yeah. Get the first three issues. Get them. Get them. Oh, oh David. It was I thought of you Good. today. Just today? Yes. Would you guess what I got for a quarter? Uh, 
No, it's a, it's Gen 13 bootleg number one. And why would I be telling you that I got Gen 13 bootleg number one? Why would oh, you care? Oh, 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 crap. Alan Davis and Mark Farmer. Yes. Oh, nice. Oh, my yes. God. Oh, really? Is yeah. this book yeah. sexy? Oh, Holy right. crap. Damn. I, a quarter. A quarter. The first two or three that's issues, right? It's the first, it's the first arc. Cause it was, it was a, it was like a, um, it was for other creators to work on Gen 13. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, so and I the, got a, another issue too with Walt Simonson. Oh, did you ever think? I mean, I did not think that all these. I love Walt Simonson. You yeah. know, one of my favorite issues of a Gen 13 comic has art by Steve Dillon. Yes. Really? I got that too. Yes. It's right here. Yeah. Yeah. Written by Warren Ellis. The, yes. I did a local shop. It. Comics on the Green uh, in Scranton, Pennsylvania dumped a bunch of Gen 13s into the quarter box. Yeah. Kevin Nolan drew Gen 13. Yeah, uh, and really? Yeah, we can't Very. forget Gary Frank had a had a pretty yep. large run for a quarter piece. Damn, I had to buy him. Nice, nice. You know, speaking of uh, Steve Dillon, Steve Dillon, <laughs> uh, um, Sal just bought a, a Steve Dillon preacher page at the Challengers wow. Art Show. Oh, and, cool! Uh, the uh, the yeah. uh, charity auction. Mm-hmm. Yep. Awesome. And, uh, and Norton to, uh, bought some too, didn't he? Oh, I think Norton, yeah, Norton was looking. Around. There's a Cliff Chang cover that I would yeah. love to buy. I just don't have the bank for it. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, Sal got a a pretty uh, pretty sweet Steve Dillon uh, hair star. Awesome dialogue, all all like hand lettered um, hair star page from from Preacher that uh, that I nice. still have to see. So gonna say, and I got a uh, a Raphael Albuquerque page from the uh, uh, Batman Superman Will Leaguers issues. If you remember those, no. oh, with the with the um, like the Will baby X Men. Oh yeah, Will Batman, Will Superman. Yeah, yeah. I bought That's the cool. page. Yeah, I bought the page where uh, where Will Batman is uh, kneecapping Big Batman. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. cool. Yep. Gabriel, what would you like us to read? Uh, I'd like you to read uh, Underground, uh, Jeff Parker oh, and Steve nice. Weaver's book. Uh, uh, the third one came out today. It's got an yep. unbelievably awesome cover on it, and uh, and I've really been enjoying the book. It's it's you know it's great that they're doing something that's uh, you know that's that doesn't have aliens in it. You know, there's a, a, fe- a feverish release. As much as I love that. the aliens, you know, they uh, are just Steve Lieber does amazing stuff. Uh, you know, he's, yes, he's uh, he's such a great artist. Cranking totally on. awesome. He worked with my guy. <laughs> that is oh, true. Jeez, he's got to be good. He's got to be good. Well, this he works with Dan Slot. <laughs> nice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. Well. Jeez, thank you so much, Mr. Hardman, for being here with us. Yes, and, indeed. Uh, yeah, well, absolutely. It was my pleasure. I, I mean, Mr. You know, Hardman. I, I, to me. I appreciate you guys, uh, uh, you know, let me come on here and, uh, you know, talk narcissistically about uh, myself. Anytime awesome. you want. You Open got door. See, see it, it's, you know, Gabe's not a guest. He's Gabe's family. Yes, but we do have he to be now. polite yeah. and, and respectful. <laughs> Anybody who can draw a backside like that, mmm, brother. Oh, yeah. I can't take it out. I can't extract it from my mind. It's so powerful. Uh, so, those anyway. Pages, those pages with the tramp stamp, the branding are 
sort of at the epicenter of all the things you like about comics. Honest to God, <laughs> they yeah. are. It's, it's like right? Irving Claw lives. Homage to like the fifties, like the bondage, the hotties, yeah. the superhero. But it's in the middle of a superhero book. The, it's, it's like your the only bondage. thing that could have made those pages better was if you. Uh, used Betty Page as the model for for Venus. Well, the whole punching don't, the don't, background. Don't think I didn't think about it. You know. See. Well, thanks again, Copacetic. man. Yeah. We'll, so we'll be uh, talking to you on the forums. Oh, and on Twitter, you can follow uh, yeah. Gabe on Twitter. He's he's a fairly free, uh, mm-hmm. active Twitter. Uh, it's Heathen Comics, right? That's yeah. Your, yeah, that's your correct. ID. Yeah, there you go. Yep. So you cool go. stuff. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me on. You got it. Have a great night. Anytime, brother. So uh, thank you for being here, people. And as usual, we'll be back to infect your minds next week. Bye. Because that's what we do. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye. Some people try to pick up girls and get called assholes. This never happens. Pablo Picasso. You can walk down your street. Girls could not resist the stare. And so Pablo Picasso was never called an asshole.